You're listening to the We Are Libertarians podcast network. Find all of our shows at wearelibertarians.com. You're listening to the We Are Libertarians network. Learn more at wearelibertarians.com. Hog of Liberty Podcast. This is episode number 283 of East Centralina's favorite podcast. I'm Jeremiah Morrill. Today I am joined by our executive video audio engineer, producer, Zach Bertram, and uh, a couple of guests. We're going to have uh, on my immediate left, if you're watching the live stream, uh, camera right, uh, Gavin Newton, who uh, I, we're going to introduce him as the uh, high school student wonderkin who is a race car livery designer. Uh, and uh, next to him is the NASCAR ARCA series driver, uh, Brayton Laster, who, uh, who's going to be competing in his second speed weeks uh, next month in, uh, in Daytona. Is that all accurate? Yes. Does that sound right? All right. That's pretty fair. Very good. So this show is about our lives. We're rural Indiana. We're here to push your boundaries and make you think as individuals. Sometimes we'll provoke you. Other times we'll make you laugh, but hopefully you'll always learn something new. Uh, we just did 15 or 20 minutes uh, where we learned about the very unique Christmas gifts that we all re- received and maybe some mixed messages about them. Uh, and we had a little bit of fun with uh, Tropical Storm Chase Elliott, the st- or Winter Storm Bill Elliott. I don't know what we call it. It was Storm Elliott uh, and the disaster it created on Southwest Airlines. Uh, and we'll see if it see if it actually actually survives. So if you want to see that, if you want to hear about that, or if you want to be a part of how this show actually gets on the air, uh, jump on bosshogofliberty.com, click on the support this page uh, Patreon, uh, and you can uh, you can uh, you can you can check it out. Every episode gets emailed directly to you, and of course you get the uh, the Facebook uh, live uh, group access as well, along with the show notes, so you have an idea of what we're doing. Folks that give us $50 or more a month get recognized at the top of every episode. Uh, that includes Christy Avery of Fort Wayne, Indiana, uh, John Phillips, Andy Moore Buick, GMC, and also allegedly going to be filing his candidacy for the Newcastle City Council next week. Uh, and Anthony Meyer, uh, trucking, uh, basically he's a trucking diva. I heard he didn't want to take certain loads last week, so he just shut things down and hung out in Oklahoma uh, as the as the winter storm came in. I think everybody has their special edition t-shirts. If you are a patron, you did get a, a brand new t-shirt. So those should have hit your mailbox or been delivered individually. Did I cover everything, Zach? Did I do my job? I believe you did. Yes. I don't have Dakota. I don't have my safety net. So I'm, I get myself in trouble sometimes. Don't worry. I'm here. I've no idea what I'm doing, but I'm here. So <laughs> See, you're very comforting. I got a piece of paper in front of me. Yes. So that's, uh, it's got some names on it and you hit them yep. all spot on. You're, you're the top of the list, Braden. So tell me, tell me about yourself. You are. 20 years old. Unfortunately, yeah. Does that mean you can't rent a car yet? What's the unfortunate part? Uh, I can't get a hotel room like most states. I can't rent a car. Um, none of my, for some odd reason, I always friend people younger than me. So, like, and it's a mixture of like racetrack friends. They're all older. So, you know, all the weekends are going out to, you know, certain um, adult establishments, you know, getting drinks and stuff. And I can't do that, which I'm not really 
big into that anyway. Okay, well, but, you're 20. But you're, you're belly aching about your age, but you get to race a NASCAR stock car at Daytona in Speed Weeks. That too. How the hell does that happen at 20 years old? Um, well, I did it last year at 19. Okay. So How's that happen? At, <laughs> how does that happen at 19? Did you win? Did you, did you like put a quarter in the machine and win a lottery? How, how does this? I mean, I, I, to be honest, it was a very, I'm, I think I had better odds of winning the lottery <laughs> than going and doing that because it was a very bizarre situation. Um, we'll go ahead and uh, tell a little bit. So I got hooked up with Mullins Racing out of Fredericksburg, Virginia. And at this point last year, like right at this point, it was like December 20, it was like two or three days around Christmas before or after. I'm not sure. Uh, my dad comes into my room and he's like, Hey son, wake up. You got, you know, gotta get ready for work. And, uh, I was on, I was home from Christmas break from college and uh, I was working, um, cause I was a broke college student. And, uh, he's like, Hey, what do you think about running the, uh, Arca Daytona test? Cause every January Arca goes down to Daytona for two, three days. Um, and they, te- they have a test, open test down there. He's like, what do you think about running it? I'm like, at the time, I knew nothing of Arca. I had no idea about the teams. I had no idea who was who. Had you driven a car before? Yes. Of any sort, a stock car? Uh, kind of. Okay. I mean, I, I mean, I've driven dirt eight models for the past four or five years. I've driven. Um, so you're like Brownstown, yes, Lawrenceburg. Brown, oh well, we travel a lot. We've run down Brownstown circuit, the brand new Circuit City here in Indianapolis. Um, we go down to Kentucky, Florence, uh, Richmond, Kentucky, yep. Ponderosa. We've gone over to Illinois, Macon, Illinois. We've run the Gateway Dirt Natties um, multiple times. We've so you're well established in the in the dirt late yes. model series, and your your family has a team, I assume. Yes. Or is, okay. All I right. actually build our uh, own motors and everything. I do a lot of, I do, I work on the car myself. Do you know um, Gary and Brock Burton at all? I know the, I know Daryl Burton. Okay. No, from uh, Edinburgh. I don't know. Yeah. Name. These guys are from, yeah, right there, right in that yeah. area. But yeah, Gary, uh, from the go-karting side. Of the There's a lot of Burton. Yes. From, uh, yeah. We go, we go hang out with them all, all the time. Pretty cool. Uh, but they're, they do the same thing usually at Brownstown. All right. So you, you've got this establishment uh, on, dirt. on dirt and I, and, and your dad, just randomly runs into Willie Mill- Willie Mullins and says, "Well, not even hey, that. Let's do a test." Not even that. It gets more. So you know, before the dirt, I've been racing since 2011. Uh, I started out in go karts, and they're at the speed room, which is a flat fifth mile. I mean, almost has negative banking. Like that's how flat it is. And uh, they're like three and a half, four ish horsepower flat carts. Not not flat carts, but like. Go karts would have a cage around them and just floor it. Like you never lift, never hit the brake. We go about 55, 65 miles an hour, which as like a nine, 10 year old is pretty sketchy. And then when I was 12 years old, I actually ran stock cars. Uh, I ran a 1977 Ford Thunderbird, um, against like 40, 50 year old, thick grown men. And, uh, I never, I wasn't really too successful with that. Um, cause that was my first transition from go karts into at 12, you're at 12, reaching the pedals. Yes. Well, the first ever race, I got in trouble because I couldn't see over the dash. So I was like hitting the wall, like hitting other cars. And we had to come in and put pillows and I think we put a phone book and uh, some hoodies under my seat. So I could barely, we had like a two by four tape to the gas pedal. Very, very official equipment. Yes, SFI rated yeah. all, I'm sure. Yes. And uh, I got a lot of experience load during those years. And then um, after that, I kind of moved down a little bit to we were going to run outlaw figure eight late models which 
if anyone listening or anyone watching at home, the figure eight is basically imagine a course but in the shape of an eight, and you gotta think, well, you know, they there's, meet in the middle. There's an intersection, and there's a literal intersection. We have to like bob and weave through, you know, fifteen, twenty, twenty-five plus cars. So this is the video, I, the teaser video I yes. posted this morning that you sent, and you are playing a game of chicken, pretty much trying to not get deep. We have twenty-four hundred pound, sixty thousand dollar. Bait models, yeah, because these are like full. Like I haven't seen them in person. These are full blown outlaw. Some of them have like pneumatic IndyCar jacks. Like that's how like advanced some of these cars are. I mean, it's stupid amount of money we drive to go out here and play Frogger with cars. You know, like it's stupid. And uh, so I was originally moving on that because my dad. That, that's where my dad got started. He started working on figure eight cars in the eighties, eighties um, and nineties, and then in the early two thousands. Um, he decided he was done or he was tired of paying for everybody else's fun and he was going to go race himself. So he got himself like a 1993 Mercury Topaz or some weird like that and went racing with it. And then a couple of years after that, he went figure eight racing. That's pretty much where he ran most of his career. And, uh, so he had a couple of figure eight cars. We had some people driving for him, the figure eight scene. And at 14 years old, 15 years old, I was going to move to figure eight. And uh, actually, at 12 and 13, I ran figure eight in the stock car. It's the stock division. It's actually called the Thunder Car Division there um, at the Speed Room. I ran figure eight two or three times a year. So I'm 13 years old with, you know, 30, 400-pound stock cars, driving through an intersection, trying not to get killed while my mom's having a heart attack in the grandstands, you know. Um, so that was definitely exciting to watch. And th- these guys have an endurance race. Like the, it, yes. it's just it's long, one of the longest running endurance. So you've got to do this for like three hours. Yes. Yeah, so when I did You're it, making pit stops. Yes. Yeah, so when I did it, right race. When I did it in the stock car stuff. It was like 25, 30 laps, which was nothing. But the outlaw guys, they have, you know, regular 50, 75, 100 lappers throughout the season. And this isn't like a once a month thing. This is every Saturday night they run. They have a full like 30 race championship. And, um, two weeks after the championship's over, they have a, uh, they rolled a figure eight three hour endurance race. That typically pays twenty, twenty-five, thirty thousand to win, and they have people from Maine, they have people so, from California, if Washington. You just, if you win the race, mm-hmm. you, you the the endurance, the entire year-long championship, you do that, and you win the race, you can win thirty thousand dollars, which is half of the cost yes. of replacing the car that you've risked every night of the year. You also get a really cool trophy. <laughs> so that the trophy motorsports is the dumbest. It's like a ten-foot toss of money on on the planet. We all know that, right? And second pays like. Seven grand or five grand. It's not that. So it barely pays your fuel to tow from. And Maine. there's normally, and they have about 45, 50 ish cars show up every year, and they will start every single one of them on a fifth mile figure eight. How, how they do that is they will start 33, no, I'm sorry, not 33. This isn't the Indy 500. They will start 24 or 26, depending on the year they change it every year, based off of time. And all this upcoming year, they're making you have to race your way in. So that's going, they're taking like the top 12 on time, final 12, you have to race your way in. And as a car goes and gets destroyed, which is typically within the first 45 seconds, they'll send a brand new one right back out. So they'll have that 20, 30 So guys. you don't want to start the race. You want to be the last guy into the race. Well, not necessarily because if a car gets a flat, they won't send a new one back out because you can fix that. But some of that's going to take time. Um, this past year, I believe an hour and a half, it took an hour and a half for the last alternate, as they call it, to go in. Well, here's the thing too. If you get your car fixed, they can go back out. So they might start with 24, but they might get up to like 30 cars running at one point. Um, and that's when they get the parking lot, 20 car wrecks. And which, is it the number of laps completed? Yes. Is the win? And there's normally like the leaders are the top three are normally within five to 10 laps. I think this past year, me and Gavin went, and we had, we filled it. I didn't race because you know, I have some obligations we're working five. on. Top five, we're all going for it. 
Yeah, like it was crazy. Yeah, it was crazy. So we yeah we had a we had a car filled in the in the field, and like Gavin was on the pit crew. You just got to project. You got to you got to you got to get loud. You got to get loud. And it's a directional mic. See, if you're directly into it, you'll you'll do better, Gavin. Oh. All right. So so you go from outlaw renegade. Figure eight. I forgot that's where we started. Yeah. Racing to Daytona to an opportunity to test. So an ARCA car. My dad said near my dad reached out to William. My dad had no idea who the Mullins were. I had no idea who the Mullins were. They had no idea who I was. I knew from them based off a of TikTok. Donna Mullins uh, runs the TikTok page for the most part, and she posted you know she posts videos all over the or all across 2021. Yeah, math is right. 2021, you know, not this year, but the previous year of you know, them working on the car and them down at the Daytona test. I'm like, man, that's really cool. And that's how I knew. I knew her from TikTok. Never talked to her, never commented on her videos for the most part, never interacted with her. And so my dad comes to my room at like 10 o'clock in the morning, waking me up, which, man, waking up at 10 o'clock, that's like that's crazy. Br- brutal it? for yeah, a teenager. I know. I know. And uh, he's like, hey, you know, what do you think about running the test? I'm like, it'd be cool. I, you know, I, kind of late notice i never thought i'd get to run at daytona and at the time we were actually talking about going and running dirt like full-time on like a, a regional touring series so we were like trying to get the funds and like allocate um you know funding here and here and here to go run dirt full-time like um with some of the bigger series and so we were you know kind of blindsided by this idea of the test so i reached out to the mullins uh, or I go to their TikTok, I go to their Facebook page. And this, like I said, the test is January, I think it was 14th last year. This is like December 28th. So two and a half weeks. And so this is just your dad's idea. He doesn't have a team or a place to no. go. He's just like, hey, we should do this. Yes. And so he's like. Without a plate, without an outlet for the yeah, idea. No idea. No, no. Just I'm going to wake him up at 10 o'clock in the morning and say, hey, we should do this. Yeah. So my dad, he looks at me. He's like, I see what I can figure out. So sure enough, I go to their Facebook page. And he assigns the task to you. Yes, <laughs> okay. which is a terrible idea. All right. And uh, so I go to Mullen's Facebook page, and sure enough, they're like, hey, we're looking for some drivers to come down to the Daytona test. And I'm like, well, look at this. And it was like a week and a half, two and a half week old post. So I send Willie an email. I'm like, hey, Willie, uh, my name is Brayton Astor. I explain the whole story that I just said. You know, I drive dirt cars. and some stock cars if you can't figure and, it out. And he doesn't stock. immediately reply back, well, send me your check for $400,000 and we can do a test. <laughs> well, he's like, I'm going to put you in contact with my wife. I'm like, perfect. And uh, so Donna emails me and she's kind of like, well, you know, obviously this isn't a cheap sport in the test. You know, we're going to go through some expenses. Here's what it costs to come. And it was actually a very, I'm not going to name a number, but it was a very cheap. It was, it was achievable. Yes, very, very achievable. And, um, so we're like, okay, we can, we can do this. I mean, we don't mind portioning this out of our dirt late model budget to go run at Daytona. I mean, it's Daytona because we would have paid similar clothes, probably a little like for like a Daytona driving or like a NASCAR racing experience yeah. type of thing. So, but this is like actual race type of scenario where to get to go and you get to draft with other cars and you get to go 180 miles an hour. So we go down there to the test and I don't think I've ever told this story before. So we had a team dinner the night before because it's a Friday, Saturday. And we had a team dinner on Thursday night. How many people? How many other drivers are testing? Seven. They had se- they had two cars. They had Willie's car and they had the car that I was in, and they had seven drivers in the second car, I believe. How many can grow facial hair? Um, everyone but me. <laughs> okay, all right. So, well, I got a little bit of a mustache going on. <laughs> I was looking in the mirror on the way here. Um, I think I was actually uh, no. They had Cole. They had Cole Bruce. 
Uh, so Robert Bruce is the crew chief on the car. He helps way out a lot. And Robert's raced out in the Dominion and the East Coast for a long time. So it's Cole in the late model series out there at Dominion. And so they brought him and he did a couple laps of the test. But he can, he, uh, he's an absolutely like, Riz master. This dude kills it with the ladies on the East Coast. I'm surprised there's any competition out there. Zach, we're, we're going to get back to the story of the team dinner. Check check your notebook. What does Riz mean? No, no idea. Riz, Riz is uh, it's you know how to talk to girls. Pretty much. Yeah. yeah. All right. Like this dude. This dude's my like idol. All right. All right. So this dude's like 17, 18 years old. And Gavin knows I have no idea how to talk to girls. It's it's bad. Have you have you shown them a picture of you in your fire suit? Uh, well, I, they normally run away when I do that. So Zach Veach uh, <clears throat> has famously been on the uh, on the indie uh, the, the indie car driver, former indie car driver. But he would he would be in his fire suit on the tender all the time. <laughs> all right, so team dinner, the night team before dinner, the test, and so a majority of these guys and you know, with the Mullins, it's all late model stock type people from the East Coast. And they're all very familiar with the Mullins. They've raced against them on you know, at Dominion or worked with them so, in some way, some shape or form. And um, so they're all very comfortable. They all know each other. They all come from the same background. And here you got some goofy looking figure eight, dirt late model guy sitting at the end of the table, kind of like, hi guys, how's it going? And um, I didn't really know what the figure eight stuff was. And I pulled out a video of uh, the road to figure out three hour endurance race, like we were talking, and I, you know, they sitting there and they're watching, and they were in awe for about an hour straight, just <laughs> watching highlights of this, and they're like, "This is crazy! We can't believe to do this." And um, so I think I kind of got a little bit—I uh, don't want to say respect, but I was a little more, you know, open armed because you know they thought, "I mean, why is this?" You, you kid have here? some credentials, yeah. So at they, this point. they're thinking, "Why is this kid here?" You know, did you guys hear Kenny Schrader on the Dale Junior Download talking about his 65th birthday party and what he got to do? They invited him to Toledo Speedway to run figure eights in a school bus. I've done that. I've raised a school bus on figure eight. And he said it pays $200 to start and an extra $100 if you flip the bus. <laughs> that was that was the pay structure. I, I've, I've raised a school bus at speed room. Like full-size school And bus I think they on. gave a bonus if you flipped somebody else, too. So they were going after you as well. It's kind of a right. demolition derby slash school bus race. Right. So you've driven a school bus... In a figure eight race, about one, well. it yeah, I started pole. I don't, I, I mean, it's one deal. Like How do you let somebody side. pass you? Um, because they were cutting the corner. I kid you not. Because <laughs> we, we, we went five wide. Can't you just put the stop sign out and then it's twelve we went points five. You. It's illegal to cross. To, to, uh, if you put the sign out, they can't pass you. I'll try to find a video, but you got right. Speed drum is about three and a half lanes wide, and we went five wide coming out of the corner on school buses. <laughs> it was the most incredible thing the Indianapolis Speed Run has ever. Seen. It's the most spectacle. Like thing. Do you have a five point harness? No. <laughs> no. I don't even think I saw the outlaw. No, I don't think we had five fire, wide. I don't. Yeah, I don't think that the outlaw light models maybe. Go I think three, if they do that, they wreck. Were so, you just yeah. in the bus seat with the seat belt on? Well, it had a cage. Like it, how big of a cage? It was. It was. I'll, I'll give the credit because Speedrun provides all the buses. You just show up and be a wheelman. And um, and here's the thing too. Only half these guys. I, are I love like, that we keep trying to talk about Daytona, but we're more fascinated with the figure eight. <laughs> school bus okay, race. Well, I was this computer. We're having internet issues with one of the computers. Otherwise, I'd pull sound because if you, I was trying to. I instantly thought of the Tony Stewart Talladega rant. Yes. So in actuality, if you talk to somebody who's being very honest, Daytona Talladega and figure eight racing are only about a quarter of a step off of each you other. You know they're going to wreck. It's just, you got to yeah, figure out when. Yeah, it's know? just a matter of they're all going in the same direction. It's just the nature of 
were you going in the right direction before you got turned sideways and then got T-boned or were you both going in two directions you the, before were the you got T-boned? Yeah, it. but it doesn't, it's the results the same. <laughs> it's just so, yeah, that was, and so if, so if you haven't, after the show's over, get on YouTube and look up Tony Stewart, uh, Talladega rant and you'll understand why these two tracks are very similar in some regard. Well, here's what's funny. So it's all the credentials. Uh, okay. So you, do you have to do the test and then you get your NASCAR license or do they just say anybody can have a NASCAR license? How does, how does <laughs> so, this happen? Do they have to chicken to the egg here? So you're 19 years old, yep. can't grow a mustache, much like Jeff Gordon when he got there, but you can't grow a mustache yet. And, and they say he's this crazy kid from Indiana who races figure eights. Let's give him. An Arca car. Well, not quite. So when I reached out to Dinah and first emailed her, she sent me like 18 pages of paperwork. And somewhere in that paperwork is a resume that to fill every single track I've ever raced. How big it is, what type of surface is, um, what class, if it's a I've ran multiple classes at the same track. I got to put that down. So you have to show that you've got yeah, some they, if I can't just show up with a fire suit and a home be like, yeehaw, let's go, brother. Um, if this was a dinner yeah. with racers episode, this is the part where they talk about <laughs> falsifying Lying. their SCCA <laughs> booklets because there's a log in the or SCCA. Or just started looking at the uh, getting old up. catalogs. Oh, yeah, I was in that race, and I was in that race, and I was in that race. Yeah. All right. so, Believe so, it or not, ARCA does have an approval system. All right. Believe it or not, yes. Um, so I had to fill all this out. And, well, uh, I've seen the Daytona and Talladega races, so I'm questioning it. <laughs> all right. Well, so we, and that's just to get approval for the test, all right? Okay. Um, and the test isn't the only way to get approved to actually race, but if you want to race at super speed where you have to do the test. So we go down, we do the test, and like I said, there's like six, seven guys in the second car that we're running. And it's actually the old primary car that Willie raced from like 20, like 14 to 2018, something like that. So these are old NASCAR Cup this cars. This is a Gen 4 Robert Yates chassis. This is like race. what Ricky Rudd ran. In that's exactly what my car is. That, 2007. That, that's 500. what my car is. A 2007 Ricky Rudd car. So this is a nerd. I was at that race, uh, and he was on the pole. He the the, the Yates cars had front row uh, in that uh, in that. Zach scratching his head, going, "I don't believe you." It was RYS 65 was the chassis number. Yeah. I so it was the uh, the Purina. It became the M and M sponsorship, but it went from over there. Uh, but yeah, they had the M and M's car, and they had the, uh, the there was a brown one and a yellow Snickers. car. Was it the Snickers car? Snickers, yes, it was the brown Snickers eighty eight, eighty eight and thirty eight. That would have been, been Rudd's car, and then Elliot Sadler would have been the thirty eight. Then see, you know what? I tried to name the storm last last week. I said it was Elliot Sadler. That's why I tried to name it after because I was like, it's not going to be that impressive. <laughs> it, was the, dude, it was awesome, awesome, Bill. Yeah, we ended up we ended up with a dusting of snow <laughs> and a bunch of horrible wind. Still, it's the, yeah. it, it destroyed storm. an airline. <laughs> that, they did that. All right, so you had Ricky Rudd's 2007 pole winning car. I think, and this is uh, for the purposes of Boss Hogger Liberty tonight. It was Ricky Rudd's pole winning yeah. car for uh, Doug Yates, Robert mm-hmm. Yates Racing, uh, and you are given. The, there's not really no keys, but you are given the you're at the, the push helm. button. Yes, you so, get to flip the switches. Well, I was. Do you even know how to operate the switches in a stock car at this there's point? There's a lot of switches. <laughs> I mean, like the dirt late model. So we got a new, I'm not going off track again here for a quick minute. We got a new dirt late model. This uh, new to us. It's like a 2014 chassis. Um, that that's our new dirt cars. Eight year old car, by the way. Um, and we got it race ready pretty much. It had like five toggle switches in it. it. Took me three days to figure out how to turn it on. I'm like over here flipping stuff. There's lights lined up. It's got LEDs in it. It's got LEDs. It's like, it's like Zach trying to start his new excursion. <laughs> it's terrible. Yeah. <laughs> uh, the cars are getting too fancy. So I hop in and there's like eight switches, you know, for different fan for different fans and this and that. 
and uh, I was the last driver of the rotation to go. And so now, if, now when you're doing an ARCA test, I'm assuming they did not seat fit you. You're no. getting into. Well, here's the great thing. You know, Big Willie or William Mullins, they call him Big Willie. There's a reason they call him Big Willie, and that's because he's a little above average. Uh, perfect for me because I'm also a little bit above average. Everyone else here looks like Gavin, you know, five foot five and five foot nothing, hundred and nothing. Yeah. Rudy. You type so they're like, Rudy. So there's they're, a lot of foam in the seat when you get yes, there. Yes. Um, for, for everyone else for the most part. And uh, like I said, I was last in the rotation because I'm tall. So they have to like, raise the steering wheel and this and that. And um, so they, ha- they have to go and adjust the whole cockpit for me, for, do, do a quick like 20, 30 minute adjustments. I hop in and I talk to all the drivers I'd gotten and gotten out because it was also their first time at Daytona for the most part, uh, actually turning laps. And um, the the way the ARCA does, it's a it's an open track, so they can go in and out anytime, and they won't restrict who you draft or who you work with. They just ask you to be smart about it. But if you're doing a single car run, they ask you to limit it to ten laps. If they're in the draft, they can go however long you want. Just don't be stupid about it. Right. But if you're doing a single car run. Theoretically, mm-hmm. you're taped up and you're trying to you're trying to run by yourself, mm-hmm. and, and and you're qualifying sim. So the first time you go out, um, just kind of get seat time, get a feel for the track, get used to the bumps. You know, they they call. There's a joke on iRacing. Um, 2000. So they repaved Daytona in 2008, so, or the 2010s. Use your mic. They repaved it in 2010. Oh, th- thank you. Um, but they call it 08, 010. So basically, like the old version of Daytona, super bumpy. Everyone calls it bumpy Daytona. Um, Daytona 2022 Daytona is one of the bumpy. It feels like I-465 out here, all right? <laughs> like, it's terrible. A lot of humps, a lot of bumps. And, um, Talladega, we'll get to Talladega a little bit. That's even worse than Daytona. I don't know how the Cup guys do it for 500 miles. I mean, it's crazy. So I got there. I get used to the bumps. So, so you've done laps in iRacing at this point, I assume. Oh, yes. Yeah. Hundreds. You're, of, you're the, your high your your high school time is spent on night racing, getting laps. So you've got you have a, a concept of the track from there. And this, this is also um, up to this point, I've never been in Daytona. I've never been to a NASCAR race to watch. Um, you are fish out of water, not knowing who oh, the hell anybody is. Yes, and like I've no, this is my first time. I've been to IMS one time before this too. So that for as far as seeing a big track and a big facility, this is, I spent, we spent the first day down there. We got there on like Wednesday night, just driving around the track. And there's an airport there too. I didn't know there was an the airport. Backstretch, the backstretch is an airport. And we went to a cell phone waiting lot and just looked at it. I'm like, dude, this place is huge. <laughs> I'm like, I, I couldn't believe I was going to be on that track. So we go out there, do 10 car or I'm sorry, 10 lap single car run. Um, take it easy, get used to it. And I was holding the steering wheel like I'm, about to die, you know, and uh, I realized about five laps in that my hand was about to fall off from holding on to the steering wheel, so I had to, I had to loosen up a little bit. And uh, you know, they're talking to me over the radio, and you know, ten laps, easy peasy, lemon breezy, squeezy, teasy, you know, come back in, and I'm like, all right, we're gonna take a little break here, and then they're gonna go back out. That way, we don't have to. You're gonna all cycle back through. Or it's your time. What, they're gonna start me the next time because yeah. they have to adjust the cockpit for everybody. Yeah. And I'm like, all right, perfect, and uh. Here we go. We, Any uh, concept of how your lap times are or how you're doing compared we to were, the So they have, they had 67 drivers, I think. They had a high they had 60. A lot. They had, so they normally have like, because, you know, there's multiple cars, about 30, 40 cars, give or take. And like us, like the Mullins, multiple car or multiple teams have multiple drivers. So there's like 60, 70 drivers down there. And um, a lot of them are in the draft. I think we're like 45th or something. And like, it's funny because all the other drivers that went, we were all within a tenth of each other. Yeah, so you are you are 
I assume comparing yourself to the other people driving your car uh, or, yes. or, or to people that are running Mullins cars. Yes. That's and, your, um, that's your category. So at the time, Willie was like top 10 with his car and everyone in our car, we were around like 40th to 50th. Um, and we, that was actually, we were very, we were very happy with that. And so take a little lunch break, kind of, you know, rehydrate, talk to, you know, Robert Bruce a little bit and you know, everyone else kind of see what they're feeling. And uh, we go back out and the plan was to do a single car run. But if we get in the draft, we're going to send it. And we go out, and um, two of the who's the sixty car, the Lyra car. Who is it? Um, Williams, Josh Williams. Yeah, Josh Williams probably would have been in the car. So Mike, th- Michael Lyra probably would have been. In it the was, car. I believe, it was Lyra Misakura. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So it's Josh Williams Motorsports or Robert, Robert Josh Williams team. Is they have two cars there. They're the solid black cars, and they have duct tape numbers on them. Uh, somehow they end up coming out behind me. I think it was a fourth car too. So we now we got a four car pack going. They have duct taped numbers on the side of the car. Yes. It's just a test car. It's a test. Okay. So all right. Um, well, we did too. We had the well, we had a vinyl three, but every time we had a different driver in the car, we had to change transponders and what and we had to put a duct tape like A B C D E yeah. for who was in the car. Um, so we get in this like four car pack, and I'm leading this pack, and I have no idea. And here's the thing too, I have no idea what I'm doing. Neither I think does anybody behind Michael you Michael Lear, I think, had raced. Michael Lear, probably in that group, was the most experienced. Logan Misakiro is her like, first, that was her first time. time in a stock car. Uh, and I forget, I, want, I forget who the fourth person was, but they were only with us for a couple laps. Uh, so, like, this is a cold blooded, true rookies. It's it's go or blow time, I guess, you know. And are you, uh, what's going through your mind? Just, okay, let's have fun. Are you scared shitless? Scared, are, yeah, pretty much scared. Yeah. Yeah. Are you listening for every tire? Worried that, you know... Because well, as you send it off into turn three, you've got to be going... 160? Yeah, just just thinking... Oof. And so I was sitting here, I'm leading this pack, and I'm just hammered down the whole time. And the thing with the Arca car, because it's a 2014 composite body, so it's based off the 2014 Fusion Camry and... Uh, SS. Yeah, the, the SS. The Holden SS. Um, <laughs> it's <laughs> such a weird... It's a weird combination of cars. It's like you went back in time in NASCAR. Um, so you can't really make bumper-to-bumper contact. There's like a little air pocket that gets between the back bumper and the front bumper. So you can't really bump draft unless someone really checks up or someone gets a really big run. And uh, you can tell. I'm looking at the RPMs. I noticed my They're RPMs just up. are about like 50 to 100 RPMs higher, which doesn't sound like a lot. But at these speeds, that's you know, a couple, you know, five, ten miles an hour faster. Um Here's the thing, too, the ARCA cars, the mo- they have an Ilmar motor in it, which is what the NASCAR Craftsman Truck Series platform is actually based off of. So it's a truck motor. And they're at 700 horsepower, which is more than the cup cars. Yeah, they're running like them. 500. Yeah, they, yeah. they restrict them so much, though. And um, so I'm just scared since this. I'm just hanging on for dear life. And about after two or three laps, I'm like, I don't know why I'm scared. I mean, I'm leading the pack. No one's going to make contact with me. So I loosen up. And it was from that point on, I'm like, all right, this is easy. And I think we went like 25th on the time chart. So we, we were like, we killed it. I'm like, this is awesome. Which it, for the second time ever at Daytona, 25th on the time charts, I'm like, this is cool. So I come in, um, we do like eight, nine laps or whatever. They pull in, I pull in. And, um, everyone else goes out and, you know, over the afternoon. And we went out a third time. And uh, like second lap, a spark plug wire came loose, and I started panicking because I noticed we dropped revs like a lot. And luckily, it was coming off a of turn four, and I pulled right back in. I um, got that fixed in no time. It was pretty much perfect after that. Uh, and at the end of the first day, William Mullins goes out in his car, 
and there's about a 20 card group that gets together. Half of these guys are rookies, half of them are the experienced people. And everyone's sitting there holding their breaths. Because uh, we, we have spotters and whatnot. And uh, the, the, the second car, we were not on track, thankfully, during this. And we're, we run all our haulers here in pit lane, kind of, it's like the garage area, and watching this 20 car pack. And they were like three, four wide at some point. Here's a test. Are they, are they, are they running cameras? Is there a track feed? Or is it know. just transponder? There's transponder timing. So I know, I know that they have transponder. Right. I've never been down to the test. I'll be down there in a couple of weeks, but yeah. I don't, I don't think there's don't, any yeah. video of it. Unless um, it's like someone with like their their phone. Yeah. Right. So the only the only thing that you'll probably see from it is like an onboard uh, media camera. Stuff. Somebody somebody threw in a car. Well, actually, there. you're not allowed to run onboard cameras. That's a sad thing. Really? Because right. we really wanted to run a GoPro. But, uh, right. So there's this 20 car pack, and obviously they pretty much take up the entire time slot from like first through like 19th. Yep. Uh, actually, a car got spun too. I don't know if I ever told you that. Have you heard? But I forget who it was. Someone got spun on the apron going down the back. I heard about that. Yeah, and someone about ate the most hellacious. Crud that I've ever seen at Daytona. I got be. I want to say it was Doza. After eight o'clock, you can say anything you want. Oh, there we go. You're good to go. Yeah, it's a happy hour. Those, those are the rules. Of, <laughs> I want to say it's Brian Doza. I want to say. I want to say so too. Like, dude just got turned, and like you see, you see big pile of smoke down the back stretch. So, so your test is done for the day one. For day one, all right. So and we, Willie, Willie says what to you? Uh, well, Robert comes in, or after, or after I come in after the third run, Robert goes up to my dad's like. I'll give the kid credit. Kids got what it takes. He's like, most people kind of go out there and you're a little bit scared. I'm sitting here listening to this conversation. I'm like, well, I was scared. And um, he's like, most people, they lift in the corners. They, you know, they're unsteady with the wheel. And um, after a couple of laps, I was pretty steady. I was hanging on the, the yellow line. And that, that was a big thing. I wanted to stay on the yellow line. And there's a couple of videos, too. I'll be on Facebook. You can go when I was with that four-car pack. They're all kind of bought their snake tailing. I was holding it steady on the yellow line. And going back and watching that, I'm like, man, this is kind of cool. I almost looked like I know what I'm doing. Yeah. So we wake up. At like and this is your experience in iRacing, I assume, is Pretty where you're much. feeling your, your yeah. comfort factor is coming from? Yeah. And the, the fact that I'm at day two. I, I, have a, I have a thing for speed. I like going fast. And um. That. I know, right? That, that that's that's my hook. You know, I, I love going fast. You know, most kids my age, you know, they're out here vaping, doing drugs or stupid stuff like that. You know, gang stuff. I like going fast, so that's that's my thing. And um, once I go fast, I can get relaxed. That's when that's when you know we're in danger there. <laughs> so we get you know get about seven thirty the next morning, whatever. Go back to the track, and it's like bright and early, and um. We just run a couple, you know, ten car runs, and uh, we we got with a really good pack. I have no idea who it was with. Um, all I remember was we're zooming, we're hauling, and we're going to the front. It was like it was like five, six of us or whatever in this pack here, and um, we went twenty second on the board, and that that's both days. That was both days. Yep. So I'd gotten knocked down to like fortieth or something after the end of the first day. So overall, we were like twenty second. So of of sixty seven cars out there, you're top twenty five. So you've and the top nineteen times from that twenty car pack right. the day before. So so you've proven that you're pretty confident. So I'm like, right, this is cool. So we go, everyone doing they do their rotations, and we go to a boy at the end of the night and dine. I'm like, hey, um, if you guys can think of a number for the race, like like what it would take to kind of you know what 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 do I have to put together to come you know run the race here? And because uh, obviously you know you don't you don't start the negotiation with what are you going to pay me. <laughs> yeah, it, it, we're talking about Arca here, yeah. unfortunately. Yeah. So, um, you know, they, you're like, yeah, we'll get back to on it because they didn't really think anybody would really want to do the race or whatnot. And um, we'd gotten the approval 
the in, that afternoon on the second day of the test, you know, um, Joe Wells, I believe, is the competition director for ARCA, comes down and says, "Hey, all the guys are approved. You're good to go." So like awesome. So that yep. means you've got your ARCA race license. Is that for Daytona and Talladega That's only, or you're everything. just anything? I, I can go run walking to the number one. Jesus. So, okay. All right. It's not a bad idea. It's <laughs> not a bad idea at all. I know I'm here next year. So. Uh, they got guardrails there. And they've got Armco there. Yeah. yeah. Brayton, you got to turn right there. You know that. From the right? 60s. Don't you my figure eight racing? Yeah, he's, 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 he turns <laughs> left and right more than most of them. Yeah. yeah. Um, so I already want to run the dirt arc because Arca runs dirt you know, twice a year. So I'm approved for everything. We're like, awesome. And you know, they, they put a number out there. And at first, we we're kind of like, oh, man, that's rough. Uh, because that, it's, a, it's a business thing. You know, for the Mons, it's. They're, they're, they've got to, they've got to pay for the car yes. and it's got to make sense for them to run the yes. car. Yes, and so we're like, and it's a family operated team. It's not a charity. So you got to think. Up until they said something, Willie's done a couple. He's done a handful of races: Daytona, Talladega, and Elko most of the time. And it's just been his entry. So before yeah. before Brayton and them wanted to actually make that run for it, that was they had just been a one car team basically. So this was the first time they were ever talking about bringing two cars to the track. Yeah. And, um, but it's in their interest to bring a team car, right? Yes. You get more data, you've got partner. more people. Right. Yeah, you've got a, somebody to draft with. It helps Willie mm-hmm. perform. It's all, all of that's good. It's a team effort. And so, you know, we go and we're like, I, we got a month because, you know, this is like January 15th, 16th at this point. And mid-February is, you know, speed week. We're like, we got a month. And we start dialing for dollars. We're calling everybody, you know, that we can think of. And we're selling and, I don't know if you guys follow NASCAR Twitter a lot, but there's a Twitter page called Bad NASCAR Schemes. And they put pictures of bad NASCAR schemes out there. And they two just days ago, we'll, we'll use bad with, with yeah. air quotes here because and half they, the time it's just to pull in views. Yeah, and they uh they put my car up there two days ago. And the reason they I guess people said they put in because of all the tiny stickers on it. Because we had probably 25 like mom and pop shops like on there. And that's what we had to do. We had to go yeah. to, you know, we can't go to Pepsi. We can't go to Coke. We can't go to you know, DeWalt, Milwaukee. You know, we can't go to, you know, Mobile One. We, you know, we can't all right, go to. Be, be good drivers. Tell me who your, some of your sponsors were for your first, for your first Daytona run. So, yes, we had a lot of mom and pop shops. We had USA Insulation actually out of Greenfield here. Um, we're not in Greenfield or Newcastle, duh. Yeah. but close to, you know, uh, Greenfield. Uh, we had Edco Welding Fabrication. We had Andy Auto Recyclers, Junk Car Blaster, M13, Auto Repair Event Stickers. We had, oh man, we had One Way Auto Parts. We had. How many pizza shops? Bugsies. How many pizza yeah, we shops? We had Bugsies. We had um, Core Wing Recycling. And one of the moments they helped us out there. That's uh, Dinah's uh, gang. Uh, well, how many pizza shops? Believe it or not, none. That, that was none? a sad thing. We reached out to probably four dozen like pizza places, and they're like, "Oh, sorry." Well, here's the thing: the timing too. Because it's, your Twitter account is the one pizza man. Yes, and my Instagram is the one on the pizza man. <laughs> the and my one TikTok on- used to be that pizza man, but now it's Brayton Laster. I like pizza. You couldn't tell. All right. Have but, you seen my helmet? But you haven't got any pizza sponsors. No. I, right. to like I told pizza. him he needs to either go to Pizza King or Mozzie's. We're working on it. Yeah, Mancinos, anybody. I passed Mancinos on the way here. They're good. Yeah. Really? If you go to Muncie, oh, have you ever been to Muncie? Muncie? I have no idea where that's at. Muncie's just north of here. It's where Ball State is. That's where I'm going to go to college. <clears throat> Muncie, you can't go more than three blocks without a Pizza King. There's, there's like, like 20 of them in like town. There's thir- legit 12 or 13 in that area. Like, it, 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 Gavin should have the goal. Because I should have done this when I was at Ball State of trying to hit all the Pizza Kings before you graduate. I want to oh. go to every Pizza King in the state of Indiana. We should do that over the summer. See, here's the thing: there's though. two. We've there's two versions. There's, there's two different versions. We are there's phones Central, and trains. Yeah, we have the good stuff. The phones, yeah. 
The trains ones are garbage. See, I've never seen a train one. There's because one all in, the ones there's in one Richmond's Richmond's are phones. Yeah, you need to go west. Oh, you've got one. You need to go to the west side. One. Richmond has Clara's. Clara's is the next level. Clara's is great. That's a. Welcome about. to Pizza King chat, everybody. Okay. There's, <laughs> no, seriously though, it's like the there's a Pizza King in Richmond. That the inside, of it, although it's not Pizza King, it's a Claire's. The inside of it is nicer than almost any other restaurant you'll eat at in potentially the state of Indiana. There's a anyway. double decker bus you can eat on. There. Yeah, but the woodwork in there is fantastic. Have you seen my helmet? I've I've not seen your. Helmet. Oh, Kevin, you've done failed me. You should have brought it. Oh my! You could have thrown it on the table. I could have. All right, so it. so you run, you, you you get you you raise the money, you find yep. the people, and yeah, and you get to run at Daytona. Yes, killed it. How many how many cars start the race? 40, 35, 40 cars. Thirty seven, eight, thirty eight. It's project. Uh, it was it, so that race was actually the biggest field that they had had in a long time. I believe thirty eight cars started the race. So thirty eight cars qualified seventeenth. So here's the thing. Here's the thing with Arca. Here's the thing with Arca. Group qualifying. Oh, that's weird. Six so cars at a time, and so it's randomly drawn. So it's like road course qualifying. Yes, it's it's Arca's the only series that does group qualifying. And do you get a few minutes on track? You get five minutes. Yeah, and you're trying to draft each other. Well, here's the thing: do you sit there and, like I said, Arca has its Omar motor platform, but they also have something called the Legacy Motor. It's the old SB2s, the old K and N motors. They can do like home built. Um, <laughs> his his pizza his his helmet. It looks like the Firestone Firehawk, but it is. Pepperoni pizza. My son would love all, that helmet. All over his helmet. My son would love so, uh, that helmet. It, so, so obviously the Omar motor is the way to go. If you don't run the Omar motor, you'll be about out horsepowered by 100 horsepower. So there's about five to eight cars, I'd say, that don't run the Omar. And they are, I mean, they run their own race. They're, yeah. they're, like they're four in the, seconds slower. They're in the 2012 Indy 500 Lotus yes. class. Like they are in... Like they're like four to five seconds slower in the draft yeah. than the race. So they typically run their own race. And uh, with this random... So it's, that's, that's nice and safe. So, yes. Uh, until you get the uh, the leaders coming around. Yeah. yeah. They just park it on the bottom. That's Dude. the thing with them. They just park it on the bottom and hope like you can go around. It's, car it's, car, it's class racing. Sports yes. car racing <laughs> at 170 miles an hour. But once so, again, realize that the resumes are diverse and yes. thin in ARCA, right? Mm-hmm. You've got... There's only so many people. Do you know who Bobby Gerhardt is? I do know. Bobby Gerhardt's like the Daytona So there's there's only so many Bobby Gerhardt's out there and Frank Kimmel's that have run every race for for decades. You either have like new up and coming drivers out there for experience or you have people that are 70 years old that just do it for a hobby. Yeah, that that have done it forever. And um, so it's luck of the draw too with qualifying. So it's me, Christian Rose, who's a total rookie. Uh, in Arca, this is his first ever start. By the way, you know I've ran Mount Lawn, I've ran um, Auburndale down in Florida, I've ran a lot of bigger tracks, um, but I've never Mount Lawn. Yes, I that's, ran Sierra. I ran the Rain Rain Tree One Hundred. That's here. I know. Yeah. All right. Oh, you said you never ran to Newcastle, so I just I you know he's, I he's showing his, here. He he's have to showing get, his he showing his resume. He doesn't have to get to Newcastle. Yeah, to I, get he, to Mount yeah Lawn. He's, he thinks it's near Kennard. Well, he doesn't well, know. I don't know where anything is. I just sleep the whole way there. Wake up, <laughs> we're at the track. He wakes up and he's and at Mount so, Lawn. So Mount Lawn and actually Auburndale is a big track, but I ran the figure eight there. But as far as the asphalt track goes, before the Daytona test, I'd never been on an asphalt track bigger than a three tenths mile. So we're going from three tenths. So you're mile. going from Mount Lawn to Daytona, pretty much. So from the Brayton Laster story, yeah, exactly. Dirt to Daytona, as we like to call it. I ran dirt. <laughs> what was and the highest I, banking you'd run? I, uh, on Derby, ran Florence, which is like thirty-four degrees banking. Okay. So similar on asphalt, though, like minus four. 
You've never run Winchester. You've never run Salem. You've never run any of the high banked asphalt tracks around here. All right. So, so you qualified 17th. You've got. Which we actually should have been higher because, like I said, we're doing the group random draw right. qualifying. And you, two of these slower motored cars. And you got terrible choices, terrible options. We have two rookies. Is, I, I forget who that is. He's a real race car driver. He blames me, everybody Vera. else. If he's not fast enough, it's not his it fault. Nicolopolis. Con Nicolopolis. So, like yeah, Con, Con would have been running on a legacy motor, so, so he was, he was like, out oh, of the question. Um, Christian Rose finished five races out of the 13 he did throughout the entire so year get, this year. So do they pull the fastest cars out of the group or do they line you up based on your ranking in the group and then the group within the field? It's just wherever your time falls. So just wherever the... It doesn't matter. Just So if someone in the group goes P1, everyone else goes like 8th, 9th, 10th, 11th, then you go P1, everyone else okay. goes 8th, 9th. And so we're the second group out and we have this most ragtag group of goofy looking guys. And we're sitting here in the... And well, I'm not going to lie, I was kind of taken aback because... I look over, I see the three main, Max Gutierrez, that's who the fourth driver was in that group. I see Christian Rose, I'm not, not to call him out here, but I see Christian Rose, Michael Lira, and Max Gutierrez, the three main people in our group here, all talking. And I'm just sitting here like looking at the side, like I, I guess I got left out of the conversation. And uh, I walk up to the group, I, I'm like, I'm not, I'm not going to be hanged out the dry here. I don't, I don't want to you know, start in the back. So I kind of put my arm around the shoulders, like, hey guys, how's it going? What are we doing? This is my first time ever talking to these people, by the way. Probably had no idea who I was. That's probably why they didn't find me. They had no idea what I looked like. And uh, so, uh, and I, Michael actually came up to me after the fact. But uh, they're like, I, here's a plan. And they were trying to figure out the gearing because you kind of have different gearing for who's in front, who's in the back. And we're, all right, this guy's going to be up front. They're going to be in the back. This guy's second. Da, 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 da. And we're going to line up on pit road. But we got past this guy on pit road. And we have this whole great plan. Like we're about to invade Normandy, right? Go on pit road. Instantly, the guy who's supposed to be in the front is in the back. So yeah, I'm, yeah, I'm sure it all goes to hell I'm supposed to be in the back. I'm somehow leading this pack out of pit road. No, that's a lie. That's how Dega that happened. I'm somehow... I was supposed to, no, I was supposed to be up front. I'm sorry. I was supposed to be up front. And I'm somehow on the tail end of the pack about like 80 car lengths behind. I don't know how I got left behind. That's but, where you got the, your big draft. And so, exactly. I get a huge draft the yeah. first lap. Kill it the second lap. And we actually, out of the 12 cars I'd qualified to that point, we went P2 by... One hundredth of a second behind Doza, and by so, getting just a mondo draft by a from the back, stupid draft, and um, and actually the times were within half a tenth of each other for our group. That's typically the guys who qualified with you start next to because their times are pretty similar. It was that extra little bit that helped me though that get me, that got me in front of those guys. Um, so I qualified seventeenth, and actually had a couple wrecks during qualifying, which I do every year. Um, actually Willie, Big Willie, he went P. Like seven, wasn't it? It went it was, seven. It was somewhere in the top. 10. It was some. We had a great qualifying run, but he got wrecked on pit road. So you have all these guys going in the back. I end up starting fifteenth, and uh, this is where the rookie mistakes come in. So uh, you know, I know how to drive a manual transmission, except I just don't. One, I've driven one before. It's normally in the front wheel drive at the speed room, and we go first gear, second gear, and that's it. Um, I'm not used to the man. That sounded really good, and uh, so I'm not used to having to go through the gears. And, uh, you know, I did it in practice and this, all that. And uh, <clears throat> in the dirt cars, we have two speeds, so I'm not really, really used to that. And uh, I'm sitting here pacing. I'm like, man, you know, I go from first, I go to what I thought was second. There was foreshadowing there. I'm like, man, my revs look pretty low. I'm, little, I'm like, I'm a little concerned. I think we're about blowing motor. So we you know, do two or three pace apps. We come down pit road to set pace speed. And that's what I do. The pace car goes 60 miles an hour. And then their spot was like, I right, we're going to pace speed. And then they're like, I right, look at my tack. I'm like, I right, second gear, 2200 RPM. 
and I, I'm doing math in my head. I'm like, this isn't right. I'm like, something's terribly wrong. So you're 2204th. So we hit. So you're, the, you're we hit, setting yourself to speed on pit road the entire every every lap. Pretty much. So we yeah. hit. We hit. We hit the green flag. I hit the gas, and it's like a grandma being a 1984 Buick Century in the far left lane on 465 during rush hour traffic, trying to get run over. Just cars passing me left and right. And part, well, part of the thing is in Arkansas, you can't go below the yellow line, and you can't pass somebody before the start finish line. So entire outside line just flies by me, like eight deep. And uh, I go from 15th to 27th in about 150 feet. Did you lose the draft? Well, did that cause two drafts? Well, here's what's or did funny. you mercifully have a quick I yellow? Held, I held up an entire inside line. So the nine cars that were 27, so like 38, yeah. were all an entire inside line that got stuck behind me. Yeah. So we're like nine deep at the green flag, bump drafting each other. And uh, I was talking to Dinah after the race. She thought that I was about to die. And she's going to come down there, pull me out of the car, and kill me herself if, <laughs> if, if, uh, if, I, didn't, if I didn't die in a crash right there, if I caused one. <laughs> God bless her whole or her heart. If I said soul, I said whole. <laughs> so, God bless her heart. So Andrew Bowman, uh, he's a patron, so his questions go to the top of the list. He wants to know why do only about six drivers finish at a race like Daytona? Because the other thirty are all seventy five years old and get tired halfway through. Probably. <laughs> Here's the thing: Arca actually has great finishes. There's, not, there's normally not a lead pack low, and that's you have a huge disparity in cars, and you have a huge disparity in experience i'd say um so we'll talk about this here in a little bit but my talladega wreck seven cars eight, eight cars seven cars so this is and this is wreck. where this is where i want to introduce gavin to the story gavin's an arca like expert you know so, every statistic there is to know so gavin i've gotten to know because he's he's in he's, he's been involved in the indycar world but you also do a lot of livery design yeah if we're open wheel guys paint scheme design if you're a, <laughs> if, if you if you have a hauler and not a transporter you got hooked up. Did you win a contest? So, yeah, I basically won a contest, yeah, won a contest with, with one of the drivers. Yeah. Yeah. And uh-huh. uh, it was a full expenses paid to go down there, see the car on track, get the design on the track. So, okay. I, I don't, I'm not, I've never raced, but I, I have been involved with the horse industry, the show quarter horses and, and barrel racers and all this stuff. And if you're an exhibitor, you just lose money like crazy and you pay money to be there. But if you're an announcer or if you're a ring steward or a judge or you're in the industry, people pay you to be there. So you have chosen the appropriate thing <laughs> of getting all your expenses paid and you show up and you're a paid consultant and they pay for you to come to the track where where Brayton has to pay to go. Yeah. Right? You've already figured this out. You're a senior in high school and you've figured this part out. You're getting paid to design a race car yeah, man. and, and go to Talladega. All right. So you've designed this car. It is your masterpiece. And they fly you to Talladega. I forgot we got here. How did we get to the Talladega? So, so yeah, this was my first car on track that I had ever had actually out. And so, um, yeah, I got to go down there and then show up to the track. You don't know who Brayton is at this point. I have point. no clue who Brayton last year. I've not heard Gavin Newton. I mean, I've looked at the uh, entry list, of course, just to see my car on there. Yep. But um, so get there that Saturday. and So you are make-a-wish kid with your race car on the track. Basically. Right. All right. Basically, so I get there Saturday, get my credentials, meet the driver, and just and see it in person for the first time. And this is like right. this is like the holy grail to me. Like, yeah, I see it, it and it's just it's just golden. And so seeing that was like, oh my goodness! So and this is this is on FS1, I assume it was yep. on major television. Yep, uh, eight hundred thousand viewers for Daytona last year. So, car does okay. 
so for yeah, a while. Yeah. So actually, because Talladega didn't have qualifying, so they started that off of owners' points from last year. Off of yeah. So the the car was the number ten for Hillenburg, and that car does every single race. So it it was pretty high up in points. I think it started sixth. Um, because one of the Venturini cars wrecked during qualifying, and actually that car kind of comes into the story later. But um, so start sixth, and he was talking about the gearing. They had the gearing all messed up in this car, so right off the start, it's dropping back. Looks like um, fourth gear on Daytona. Yeah, so it, it probably ran about fifteenth the entire race, and then they get the halfway caution, and now the halfway caution kind of reset everybody, got them ba- bunched back up. And so, um, we get, they get going, I'm standing in the pit box. It was me and my dad. Uh, we went down there. So this, it was a small team. So there wasn't a big fancy box to sit on. So we're just standing behind the box watching the race. And, um, we got the big jumbotron behind us. So when, when we see them come along the front stretch, we'll watch them when they're not, we turn around and watch it on the board. So I see my car with, one of the one of the cars that had been lifting the entire race, and if you know anything about a plate track, you're supposed to be on the throttle most of the time, not not really lifting a ton. So, um, one of my friends had texted me, and he's like, "Hey, um, they they're saying that this driver is lifting all the time." And I was like, "Oh God, my car's beside this one now." And I turned to my dad the lap before the accident. And I say, "We're gonna get wrecked." So coming off of four that lap. Going through, I'm looking out, and so I can see the entry of pit road to to the track, and I can see the entire grass. Is this this crash happens in the trioval? It, it yeah, it happens entering the trioval. So all of a sudden, I see, uh, I see my car up in the air. It's flying, like coming, like I'm standing like in the hazard, pit box. jumping over to like the. And I can see out, and I just see I see an orange car spinning around this way, and I see my car going up like this and hit the grass and just grass going everywhere. And then um, I'm, I'm like, in shock at this point, and I still look out, and I see this other car spin onto the track and just get hammered. And so that was actually the, probably the bigger part of the wreck and not really... Was it coming back out on track? And, and My car, yeah. So yeah. because that guy got aired out, he uh, broke his leg. And had to be flown Compound out of the track. Fracture. Yeah, dude, so that um, that's how my first race. That's your first race. And where do you come into that story? Oh, uh, so I was sitting here Sunday cruising, right? Um, You're not lifting. Not lifting. No, I'm on the outside. I'm hauling a mail. I'm ripping the lip, you know. And uh, we'll, we'll go back to Daytona. Um, Daytona Fest is pretty crazy, too. Because that whole second half of the race was a fiasco. We'll, we'll get back to that. So we're at Talladega. I'm in the high line. And like you said, we started on owner's points. I think we had about 35 cars, 36. Uh, yeah, that one. That one. I started 34th. I think it was 36. So you started at the back of the pack. Dead no pack. points because you, you, it's not a car well, that it's, runs. Well, it's the O3 car, and it's owned by the number is owned by Alex Club, car fielded by William Mullins. Because um, that way, Willie didn't have to buy a second owner's license, and Alex didn't run at all. I, he, I think he ran like. One race the year prior, but it, it's, oh, it's, he not got enough, it's not got enough to give you any No, I'm, I'm starting yeah. dead last. Because so, he ran for Richmond. So everyone behind me is either a brand new car or someone that wrecked and qualifying. <clears throat> and uh, <laughs> not going to name it. But anyway, so there's a couple guys behind me. I, up, I started like 30, like first or 30 seconds, something like that, because everyone had to go to the back for wrecks. And so, and here's the thing. We had... 
five minutes of practice. We didn't have qualifying. We, we had five minutes of practice. Group, random group practice. Um, we went, I think, what did we? I want to see like 15th. We were like 15th in practice. You guys, you guys weren't bad. Willie went P1 in it. practice. I went 15th for a... Willie, Willie's your team owner. He's got a lot more experience with this. You're and a still lot newer car, too. 20-year-old newer car. It, it's so. your very first time at, at Talladega. And um, this thing's bu- here's the thing. It's not like T Daytona had to test. I knew what the track felt like. For Talladega, it was to go out here, find the bumps, and embrace them. And there's yeah. a bump that feels like... It's a little bit longer track, much wider track, yes. and an old-ass surface. Yes, and there's a, they've repaved it going into the three. Down to about 300-foot stretch on the back stretch. They have the tunnel. And they've repaved it, and about it feels like a three foot gap. It's like five, six inches. You hit it, and like jump up, and then you hit the end of it, and you drop down. And I'm like, this is crazy. And the number sent here, and I got hanged out to dry. Um, there were multiple cautions early on. I was like, I'd pick off a car two at a time, and we get a caution a car two at a time. I make my way up inside, like 20th or 25th. And uh, we somehow lost the lead draft because we had a 20 lap green flag run. Because ARCA has a, we don't have stages, but we have a competition caution at the halfway mark. And I believe we were at uh, 38, was it uh, 38 or 40? Yeah, it was something like that. It was, it was right around that 40 mark. We had a comp caution. Are you and, tired at this point? I'm halfway just, through the race, or you're totally clean? I'm clean. I'm ready to go. I got water. I got pancakes. Well, I, I wanted pancakes. But I pancakes. <laughs> um, okay. And um, so we, they could lap 25, we had a, a restart, and me, Richie Garvey, who the car he designed, John Garrett, who's Richie Garvey's teammate, and Eric Cardell, um, who's an older gentleman, a lot of experience, um, was behind me. So we have this four car pack. Oh, first, and Willie's, okay, we have a five car pack. Willie's in this pack. Here's how dominant, when I talk about the difference in cars, here's how dominant Willie's car is, okay? We're in this five car pack. Willie's, like, I think Willie's behind us. My spotter, Will, at the tail end of this my pack. spotter comes across the radio and says, hey, Willie's pulling out of this pack. Because we tried to pass him outside, or I tried to pass him outside. Couldn't get it, couldn't get it, couldn't get it. So I hear Willie's popping out of the pack, go with him. So I look around my ear, and uh, you know, I kind of see some orange moving around back there. I see Willie move out. I hop up behind him. Dude drives away. I can't catch. I'm flooring it. I can't stay with him. So I hop back in the pack. Dude passes his four car pack. Like we're standing. Like it's a Daytona prototype against a GTE. See, I know IMSA. I'm smart. <laughs> and um, dude passes us. Goes and catches another three car pack by himself. That's like four seconds ahead. Drives around them like they're holding the brakes. Catches the tail in the lead pack and just sits there. That's how dominant. One, Willie has a ton of experience there. The super speedways, and two, how dominant those newer super speedway type cars are. So that part makes a difference. So tell me, get me, get me to this crash where you finally intersect with a person, Gavin, Gavin's car. So we're sitting here, Sunday cruising outside, uh, turn four. We're lap 48 because Gavin loves Jim and Johnson, big 48 fan. And we're coming around to start 49. And I'm, I, I got my arm back. I'm Sunday cruising, you know. I'm chilling, just making laps. Uh, pretty much. I'm. I wasn't. I wasn't ready to go yet. We still had you know 30 laps in the race, so I'm not going to push it. But I was 15th. I'm I'm in the tail end of the lead pack. And I'm like, I want to be the tail end of the pack. It was a wreck in front of me. Yeah, you're in the you're in the conversation. You're yes. you're where you want to be. Yes. And um, all of a sudden, I'm coming out of four, and I'm looking at the inside wall. There's no clue, but there's no sign, no warning. And the next thing I know is I'm facing backwards, waving at people as they're going by. I'm I'm rolling backwards about 165 miles an hour. That's probably the sketchiest thing I've ever done. Okay. So your car just turned. 
Yes, I just got hurt. I just got just left hook and did a full 180. So now I'm rolling backwards. And I felt something. I heard like a... And I felt something. Had no you ever crashed a car at the speed? Like not, anything no. anything no. to compare this to? Not 185. We were going about 185 when I yeah. got turned. Um, and I feel... Are you responsible for crash damage? No. Okay. All right. Thankfully. <laughs> um, so th- so I get back around to where I'm doing another 180. Now I'm actually pointing the right way and we hit the grass. And uh, Caudell, Eric Caudell, who I mentioned previously was in this five-car pack, he's also the tail end of this pack. He misses the wreck, but he goes through the grass to avoid it. And so he goes through the grass first and just puts up a cloud of dust. His car goes over me. I didn't know his car went over me. When I said I felt that car, you know, that's, that's how it sounded to you. Was that, uh, I didn't even know a car went over me until like 45 minutes after the fact when I saw the replay. Um, so his car has hit the grass. It's destroyed the grass. And so all you see is dust. And I vaguely know where, I, where I'm at on track. And I feel the car kind of shift a little bit this way. And I'm rolling, I feel myself rolling back up the track, driver's side exposed. I knew there were about, 15 or so cars coming in behind us. I'm like, I'm about to die right here. I'm like, it was nice knowing you guys. And it's funny because I just went to go mic up before I wrecked. Does anyone say, hey, I'm on Sunday cruise here? So I get wrecked and it's like, so you're on the button. I'm on the button the whole time. That way everyone gets the full experience. I have a recording of it too. It's on my TikTok at Brayton Laster. Um, It just sounds like I'm crying. And uh, I roll up the track. I realize I'm not about to get hit. I only rolled up about a lane and a half. And I two at this time, I'm like... Are you are you convincing yourself you need to hold the brake? Well, I'm tr- in the grass and going 160. The brake doesn't do much. But I'm holding it. I'm also playing... I'm like gassing and braking it as I'm, because I'm doing like 360s kind of. Um, so I'm, I'm like Jimmy Johnson at Dover in 2007. Thanks. Same difference. And uh, <laughs> like I'm gassing and braking it. Although the first hit, the battery's right behind the driver's seat. Um, or someone that left rear. So it disconnected the battery. I didn't have any power to the car. I couldn't tell at the time because all I saw was grass um, in the cockpit. And uh, so I'm gassing and breaking it, gassing and breaking it. Roll about a lane and a half up on the track. And I roll down, do another 180. Um, and come to a stop facing the grandstands about 15 feet off the track. They're right before like the middle of the trioval. And uh, I'm looking around. I try to fire the car up. And uh, they had an in-car camera on me too. Uh, have you seen the wreck? Uh, yes, I, I okay. saw it. I saw what so, happened. So the, I was I was following because I'm I was Gavin's yes. fanboy, very excited <laughs> for him. Yeah, so I had the in car camera on, and you can see me try to start the car up. And I'm talking on the radio. I'm like, I won't start up. I'm like, all right, you okay? I'm like, yeah, I'm good. Exactly like that. And uh, past eight o'clock, so we're good. <laughs> and uh, and I get I get made fun of because I put down TikTok like I said, and it sounds like I'm doing something I'm not. And uh, yeah, but you know what? You got to run a stock car exactly. at, at, yes. at Talladega, so everybody can get over it. So, uh, all right. So, so how, how t- walk me through the finish at Ta- Daytona? We interrupted that to to get to how you and Gavin got yeah. to interact. Yeah. How right. how how does this tell? How do you finish top ten at Daytona or thirteenth? Thirteenth. Thirteenth. So we'll round up. Start of the race goes terrible. I fall back to twenty seventh, and um, we actually were in the lead pack. But what it did was the entire outside lane all got to the bottom, and we go back on the replay of the broadcast and looked like, man, we got single file quick. Well, no wonder some, you know, booze in the 15th spot there he fell back and gave the whole outside line a hole to drop down. So we went single file going to turn two pretty much. Like, except the top, like, five or six rows, everybody single file on the inside. Um, 
I mean, actually, we did lose the lead draft. I do remember that. But we were, like, far enough back where we kind of had it. If we really wanted to push, we could go. But it was super long race. And we were going to push it 200 miles. And um, there's a five, six-car wreck, something like that. So did you complete all the laps? Yes. That's all you can do. Rookie, that's all you could do, yes, right? We were, we were the highest-finishing debut driver. So for the driver that made his Arkham Menard Series debut that, that race, we were the highest-finishing driver. And um, Tell me, do they make you shop at Menards now? I should. I, I shopped there anyways a lot. So uh, we, didn't, we didn't lose the lead draft. Or we kind of did, kind of didn't. Caution's come and go. Caution's come and go. Didn't speed on pit road. Don't know how because uh, miracle. And um, it's like we got caution with 30. We had a comp caution at 40. We had a caution at like 32. All the leaders go in and pit. We went and pit with them. Comp caution comes out. Everyone that pits, about 20 car, 25 pitted on 32, they stay out. Because you don't have to pit on the competition caution. It's recommended. And the reason the comp caution is there, because the ARCA cars only have about enough fuel for 37 to 38 laps. So these guys are on the bubble. So we come in at the comp caution. We pit. We go back to the tail. And um, we get like a 20 lap green flag. We're at a caution around 60 or so. We get about a 20 lap green flag around to end it. And we somehow lose the lead draft by four seconds. So it's the top seven, seven card breakaway in the lead draft. And, uh, there's about eight or nine of us in the second pack, about four or five seconds back. And when I say we got our stuff together, I mean, we got our stuff together. We made up five seconds of what? Six laps? Yeah, it was something. Wild. I mean, we were hauling because these guys random, up here too wide. Ran, was, ran them down. Like, we were, were like bump drafting in Arca. This is like people are getting ready to watch the most horrific wreck they've ever seen because it's Arca and we're bump drafting. And uh, Dale Quarterly, I, I got to give a good shout out to Dale Quarterly, motocross driver, MotoGP. Uh, and runs road courses in Daytona, in Arca. Dude's old, like dude's like fifty six years old, I think. Tons of experience, yo. Um, I met up with him months after the fact, and he basically said he was the one that put together this whole pack. And I was like second or third in this pack because Dale Quarterly got behind me, and we were like two, three wide trying to sort this out for like fifteenth. And he started beating the you know crud out of me to get me to go. And somehow it's me, him, and a couple other guys leading this nine car charge to the front. And we caught them, and we're like two wide now with 10 to go. And I'm just on the guy. We're dropping the hammer. It's go time. It's my debut. I ain't got nothing to lose. You know, I'm just a small town now, kid. Now you're thinking, I want to win Daytona. Yes. I, I want top I'm go- 10. I'm, I'm going to be somebody. 10. All right. And uh, I'm like, this is, you know, because, you know, this is, we didn't have Tower Day. We had nothing lined up for Tower Day at this point. This is, as far in my mind, this is my one shot. And I was, you know, this was my one bullet in the chamber. And I was not about to fire a dud. You know, that, that was, man, that was a great saying right there. And uh, so we're going, we're going, we're going. And about four to go, one of the leaders run out of gas. And we're like, oh, my Lord. Who was it? I don't remember. So they're, running, they're running out of fuel. Uh, and you, you've stopped on the competition caution. So you guys feel So there's good. like two or three of us. You're going to make it. There's like two or three of us. And they throw caution for the guys to run out of fuel. We're like, you got to be kidding us. And some guys in the back start running out too. So we're like, oh man. And the leaders are reporting that they're uh, losing fuel pressure. And we get a green white at the, cha- the same time. So not a green white checker. We get a green white flag at the same time. And it was because I was running top 10. And it was a really bad momentum shift because the guy that ran out, I think, was on the outside. I was on the outside. So he moves out of line, whole outside line, lost momentum. So I got past a bunch on the inside. So we restarted like 15th, 17th, or something, right back where we were. Yeah. Where we started after 200 or after 198, 197.5 miles, and we're right back where we were. And, um, like, man, that sucks. But I'm hoping people start running out here. 
And uh, they're like, I got beer and hose because if they just run out, all hell is about to you know, break loose. And uh, we're going, and we get single file really quick coming out of out of two. And I'm running. I made up three spots in the restart. I get on the inside, and all of a sudden I see Drew Dollar be like Drew Dollar. And you guys don't know who Drew Dollar is. Um, good thing his name is Dollar because this dude has this dude goes through some dollar dollar bills and the amount of stuff that he tears up. This dude is like a laughing stock of Arkham with how much he. Like his dad owns like some financial company. He's, he's got the money to pay for it. Uh, has the most hellacious wreck I've ever seen happen in front of me. Dude gets right hooked, right on the wall, 185 miles an hour. Dude starts coming back down the track right in front of me. I go through the grass going into the turn three to avoid him. Get back up on the track, brought it home 13th, not a scratch on it. And then we went back to Daytona, or we went back to the Tower Day like two months later. You got you know, torn up. Yeah. A little bit more than a scratch. Was, no, that, no more than that a scratch. That one wasn't your fault. Yeah. All right, so let's, I want to get to, I want to start get to this year but one more real quickly you did get to make a start as well in the truck series i forgot about this i've already happened through the paper you went you went to uh, to knoxville iowa and you have dirt history so this makes sense now so somehow you've negotiated yourself into a truck series ride to run i'm pretty sweet talker yeah yeah and um well it's kind of funny we're we're going backtrack real quick real quick backtrack here because i I want you know we gotta we gotta get here before the sun comes up uh So the, of the seven people that tested with the Mullins at, at Daytona, one of them was Brad Perez, one of them was Blake Lothian, and one was me. Uh, all three of us made their truck debut for the exact same team for Rayon Brothers Racing. And Brad's a road course guy. He did the road course stuff. Blake's a short track guy. He did short track stuff. And ironically, I somehow got to do Knoxville. And we just kind of sweet-talked our way into that. Uh, we were able to put together, um, like I said, a lot of mom-and-pop shop deals for that. And uh, with that... It was something different that I've ever done because the trucks, you know, 650 horsepower, like the Elmore, but they, you know, they're 700, but they boggle them down or they restrict them a lot. Uh, truck arm rear end, for the, the whole way the way rear end set up, and they're like 32, 2800. They're, they're a lot heavier than a dirt late model. So a lot less power, completely different rear end, and they weigh a lot more than anything I'm used to on dirt. So basically, I had to take everything I knew from dirt and throw it out the window. How technical are you? Do you understand are, when you get in the car? Do you know what springs and shocks and setup you have in the vehicle? Or is if it's it, like or, the dirt you, stuff, I like, yeah. I have a pretty good idea for the most part. Okay. Well, if it's like the truck stuff, because you know, truck teams in Mooresville, I'm in Indianapolis. Obviously, I can't work on it. Right. Uh, but for the most part, you know, I try to talk and figure out what's what, what's this. Kind of a throwback though to understanding what's actually under your car, because a lot of the latest generation shows up, knows how to drive, but has no idea what. What the hell? See, I'm the, I'm the opposite. I yeah. have no idea how to drive. I just know how it works. <laughs> but you're, you're, you're showing up telling us the technical details of how uh-huh. the rear end of the vehicle set up, which mm-hmm. is very different than I think you'd see with a lot of other, other drivers. And, um, well, see, part of the problem was is that they're talking to me. I, I love a loose track. I love a rubber down track. Um, cause it brings more of the driver out. So we set it up to be tight. That way it'd be, it could actually turn on a loose track a little bit, but not too turn, turn too much. And, um, go out and practice and we have some, driver comfort issues because i'm a big guy and these trucks have some tiny compartments Start, parts um, of you starting to turn purple um <laughs> kind of that so the steering wheel was a we had way too big of a steering wheel in there and um i couldn't turn the way i wanted to so i ended up running with a go-kart like a 12 inch steering wheel so we go from like a 15 16 inch steering wheel to like a 12 13 inch like tiny steering wheel so that completely changes the way of steering because the steering's a lot quicker yep and um so I went out and practiced. We were like 32nd or something. They had, 30, they had 38 trucks, I believe. Two went home. And um, 
So you have the pressure. You have to qualify. Yes, we have to qualify our way in. And here's the thing with Knoxville. You race your way in. They do passing points at Knoxville. That's a good thing. do passing points. That's that's a new concept for me because we're eight mile if we don't do passing points. And it's a random draw for our heat races, too. And I had an owner's provisional. We needed it, but it wasn't a guarantee depending on who made the show who didn't make the show. And uh, luckily, I started dead last in the first qualifying race. So that means... You have the opportunity to pass people and get points. Exactly. And so if I passed... We did the math. If I passed one guy, I got passed one individual, I'm in the show pretty much. I'll be that or I'll be first in line for an owner's owner's provisional. So pass one guy and we're good. And it's Norm Benning. Probably one of the most... Norm Benning's 80 years old. But probably one of the most iconic dirt truck guys... In NASCAR truck history, I'd say. Yes, that's the one yeah, in front of you. Yes. It's probably like the most iconic back marker possible yes. when it comes to the truck series. And, uh, like this dude's run races for probably. Norm Benning years. was running Cup Series and Bush Series races when I was 10 years old. So that, this guy is like, he's got the experience. He's but, 70. He's, he's 70. He's not 80. He's, he's only, almost there. He's only 70. So years I'm, old. And I'm like, I got to beat Norm. I hate this guy. I love Norm. You know, he's like kind of my idol. Well, he can pass somebody too. I, oh, oh he's just, it's the easiest one to pass. And uh, there's a lot of like high name, high dollar names. And also my teammates in this race too. So now we're like kind of like hoes because I can't pass my teammate because I knocked him out. But if I can, I'm going to go for it. So green flag comes out. Norm gets the jump. And uh, I fall like five, six, seven truck links back. And I'm like, it's a 10 lap heat race. It's a quick heat race. And I'm like, well, I'm not going to wait on an owner's provisional. I'm not, I'm not going, I don't want to, I, I want to decide my fate here. So I went, made up and like, I know it's Norm kept getting tighter and tighter. And he kept washing up the track, washing up the track. And about three to go, I caught up to him and I waited behind him, waited behind him. Uh, that and a half later, he washes up going to three. I just drive underneath him, you know, say hasta la vista, baby. And, uh. Never saw him again. Maybe Norman gave you did you a favor. He said, "This kid, I, I see something in this kid. We're gonna <laughs> we're gonna help him out." I, I, I don't know something. And I uh, said, so "We started thirty first, last car to make it in without provisional, which I'm proud of. No provisional needed." And um, we weren't because, like I said, we had it set up for late in the race. And so we we got lapped early on. Had to get the lucky dog. Got back on the lap. Got lapped again. Um, but they kept doing track prep during every stage break. And they didn't tell us they were going to do track prep. So the track is changing. But then the track never got to like the dry slick that we expected it to. Because the year before, track got dry slick in like 85 laps. This year, they're doing track prep every 50 laps. And they're just hosing us. Because they, they didn't say they were going to do it. I mean, they're tearing up the tractor. You know, take that tractor with like the, um, the, the crawl thingy. I forget the technical term. They basically like disc it up and then flat and roll it again. Yes. Like they're completely yeah, tearing it up. Yeah. Like, full-on track prep. And they got, like, eight trackers out here, and they're like, well, this ruins everything. Um, so I went out there, ran in, like, the back of the field. Uh, and you can't you adjust your way out of that. Your I mean, your setting's kind of baked in at that point. Kind of, because the way we had the rear end set up and the way we had the shock, we can't go change the shock and strength. We knew we can uh, take some out with the track bar in the rear, but that's not ideal. Um, Normally, if you have a longer dirt race, the dirt will pack in real tight and it'll actually rubber in it'll it'll be more and like it'll, asphalt it'll asphalt yeah yes. it'll start yeah look looky more like asphalt. it'll be shiny that's what we we're hoping it's gonna go yeah to so yeah so if they're turning it every time you guys are getting a break then that's never gonna happen and so like when i said it once that this thing was like driving a bus like i've driven the school bus our race turned better than this thing <laughs> and um like we were slow but so we, how'd you finish 27th no, there you go so you brought it home yep not nah, scratch on it. All right, so let's talk about Speed Weeks. You, you've got another test coming up. We do in like two and a half weeks. And then, 
February, I don't know what is 18th? it. 18th? 14th? 18th? 18th. 18th. So this is why I have Gavin here. And, so you. I, I think Gavin is your PR guy. He could be. I think I think you need to put him in charge of PR and marketing for you. I'm Showed officially up your, graphic designs. He yeah. does all graphical work. Showed up with a polo on, so I mean, he's most of the way there. Yeah, I think. I made him pay for that. No, I'm kidding. Yeah. He sees a pair of black slacks. I think you need to put Gavin in charge of your PR when you go to Daytona, and just see where he see where he gets you. Well, I need him to take videos too. Because I've like no videos. From he's got a lot of work to do. He's yeah. got a lot of staff work. He can do it. Completely unpaid, I'm sure this year. But you know, you get to go to Daytona. We're paying his way to Daytona. So shoot, very true. It's better than high school. Yeah. An internship. We're fortunate in doctors. No, don't don't no one. Go <laughs> no, one go, no one go traveling. Most of motorsports is based on a con, and it's, <laughs> uh, you just homeschooled that week. All right, so tell me about the sponsors on your car this year. You've got a unique opportunity where you're raising money for a a, a homelessness charity. Yes. This is what got my attention this week. So this is a family-operated charity? Yeah, actually, we, it's something that we put together ourselves. All right. How do people participate? How do they get involved? Because what this has is it's an opportunity for somebody to get their name on your race car. For a dollar. For a, up to a, as little as a dollar. Mm-hmm. Just like joining our Patreon. Name your price. You can get on this race car. Mm-hmm. Uh, and be in Speedwakes mm-hmm. in February. On a real NASCAR, yes. So Drive for Humanity is the name of it. You can go to our website, driveforhumanity.org. That's drive and then the word for and then humanity.org. And there's a donate button at the top. And uh, any and all donations will go towards helping the homeless or those in need. And we our main target audience is the Indianapolis metropolitan area. Because I you know work on the south side. I live on the south side. And you know, driving around downtown, it, it's become a problem. And the government doesn't really want to do anything about it. So someone's got to step in. And for the past, you know, eight, nine years, every winter we've gone down and, you know, gotten pizzas or cheeseburgers and hats and gloves and hand warmers and like propane, like the little cylinders and, and handing them out to you know, the, the homeless and those in need. Because it's sad. And somebody's got to talk and hear their, their stories. And uh, so all the funds will go towards helping those, whether it just be, you know, Hey, here's 20 bucks to buy yourself a meal or buying your know, hand warmers, gloves, hats. Um, you can donate items too. There's an email or a contact for us form if you want to donate items. Um, you can do that too. But anyone that donates minimum of a dollar, we've had people upwards of, you know, 50, 100, $150. They get their name on our actual ARCA car for Daytona race. So um, now Gavin has to type all of these names yes, in. That into, is, that in, is 100% accurate. Yes, that's the, exactly what's on, happening. We're onto the this. car. So that so that it can get print screened on, I yes. assume. You're not going to use your new vinyl kit you got for Christmas. This no, is gonna go. I don't. I don't have the printer. I don't have the okay, printer okay. for it. All right, that's at the school. If so, we make yeah. it, if we make it a decent enough donation, can we get the Boss Hog Liberty logo on the car? We can. I'll talk to you about that. After the, the old Wait. yellow, the old yellow Boss Hog, because it runs the Silver Crown Dirt Car with Kyle Robbins. I have no idea. Sorry. Okay, we I only did. talked about it at Patreon. Uh, yeah, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. It would be fun. All right, so that's how that that's how the the charity side works, and anybody can jump on the website and put put their big, name on the side of the big car. Big black donate button it says donate. You click it, and it's through Square. So I believe it take PayPal, credit card, debit card, um, Venmo. I think it's a way that you can do it. Um, so yeah, we and we get like ninety eight percent. Like Square and you know, the banks take their. They're gonna whatever. they're gonna take their cut. All right. Any other sponsors that are helping pay for it? Because uh, I know we have a lot of politicians on, and I make them shamelessly promote their their campaigns and how to work. Doing the same with race car drivers. Who else is helping get this car on the track? What are the other numbers and people? Of uh, huge thanks to the Mullins first. I got give. I got shout out the team because they provided me with a 
awesome card. I get, I've talked to Gavin about it. This thing's gonna be a speed demon. I, I say, I say, you give him like an eighty percent chance to win this race. Like this thing is an absolute unit of a car. And same car I drove last year, brand new Mustang body because Arca just approved the Mustang body. So, so this is Ricky Red's Mustang now. Yes. So uh, this, is, he, he, this is the Snickers Ford. The huge shout. It's the like the midlife crisis car for Ricky. <laughs> like it really is. <laughs> Uh, auto repair event stickers, you know, they've helped me out, um, crossing with the whole board with Knoxville, Patrick fabrication in St. Louis. They helped us out with Knoxville. They're helping us out. Uh, you know, Bugsies, you know, the Mullen, that's the Mullen's thing. Um, Crow Wing, you know, Dinah's family, they help us out too. When you, the whole car, um, auto repair event stickers, like I said, uh, end auto recyclers, image 13 photography, uh, Gavin, with all the graphical work, we got B Blaze Vantage coming on board. We have the SSRL um, iRacing League coming on board. We have Live Leads Custom Diecast, which is so that makes custom 164s. We have uh, USA Insulation. We have Edco Welding Fabrication coming back. We, we we have a lot of people. We got Jimmy's Diner back on board, which is a mom and pop shop there on Shelby Street on the southeast side. If you're ever on the southeast side of Indianapolis, Jimmy's Diner, give it a try. Um, they, they support racers, so we like to support them a lot. I used to I used to work at Shelby and Troy on the south side. That's exactly where it's at too. Yeah, Hagen's was right, was right there too. There's a church's chicken on the corner. Yep, literally yep. the next block south of. Yep, yep, yep. I used to work right there. That's, that's kind of funny. Another in another era. Way I was, back, I was I was back there about oh uh, man, I was in college so oh seven oh eight somewhere in there oh six some somewhere two thousand back, back in my day. Yeah, <laughs> way back early. Gavin was. Gavin's in diapers. You got Carvana on the car. Gavin's got a guy. He he, he who uh, who who he's become very good friends with. Like, come on, Gavin. You've been holding back on us. I don't. I don't know if we want to get Carvana on the car. <laughs> I think you should act quick. <laughs> You're not going to get much out of him. That's squeezing juice I, out of a turnip. Listen, right we'd there. be better off getting Ally on the car at this point. I think. Yeah, well, that's a Chevy thing, isn't it? Do that. I, Kind of. We can we can make it. We can work or work. We'll, we'll, we'll put like a like a bow tie. On well, yeah, we'll put a bow tie on the nose so, of the Ford. That we got a lot of returning people. We got a lot of new people. Um, I covered most of it. Um, if I missed anybody, I'm sorry deeply. We've had like eight people in the past three days. That's like, amazing. That's not, yeah. So, um, that's pretty cool. We <laughs> we've had a lot of people reach out that want to put their face on the car. Like the old me, like a two by two of their face. See, and you got to think about all this stuff. I got to put this on there somehow. And you need to and make it look good. Too. And you make not, it look good. And need to get a get an award for having it look terrible again. <sighs> I know. This is Wait, what ha- by the way that Twitter account, the guy posted that, and that dude got dragged on Twitter hard. <laughs> like people were like dog, and I'm like, man, don't don't this pizza man, don't like that's a pizza man. You've gone too far you now. All right, so tell me, Gavin, you you've also you you've done a fantastic job of networking because you were. The, one of the reasons you came into IndyCar is you followed Jimmy Johnson. Yep. You're a Jimmy Johnson fan. Yep. And you went all in the last two years with with Jimmy Johnson mm-hmm. and being his top fan in the IndyCar series to the point that you made your own clothes. Yeah. Tell me about tell me about this. So I don't know for everybody out there who's seen it. So there's a commercial where Jimmy Johnson had this bedazzled Carvana jacket and um I, I talked around to a couple of people and asked if they were actually things. And at that point they weren't. Um, so I was like, you know what? I'm going to go buy a, a cheap denim jacket. I'm going to go to Hobby Lobby and I'm going to get some, some glue on sequins. Had you ever done something like this before? In your Absolutely life? not. I am not like, you're not artistic. No. It's hot glue. Is that what it is? So basically they make this, they make glue specific to gluing things onto clothes. So Don't tell I, them I printed out 
a, a, a Gavana. It was it had the Carvana circle logo with the car on it, and I changed the text to Gavana. Printed it out, took a sharpie, and soaked it into the back. You Gavana or Carvana? Gavana. Gavana. <laughs> so, because you got to promote yourself, I glued on every single sequin on there and wore it to the NDGP. Um, it got soaked that day. It got like it. It, it was a, a deluge of a race. So, um, some of the sequins fell off of it, and I ended up being invited to a special Carvana thing. That Thursday after the race. So you had to remake it? So I spent like three hours at night. I, I think I worked from like midnight to like two in the morning and I had school the next day. <laughs> and I, I just worked on re-gluing all these sequins to it so that I would have it. Does anybody in high school know what you're going through? Um, no, I don't really have a ton of friends, to be <laughs> honest. Um, it's a jacket. So, well, like a lot of a lot of the people at my school don't really understand what I do, right? And I mean, understandably so. Half the time, I don't know what I what I'm doing or what my life even is at this point. But um, I, I mean, I I've tried to post stuff so that people can kind of understand it more, right? But no. so okay, so you are hot gluing stuff before math class onto a jacket so that you can go be a guest of this multi million dollar race team and, and the sponsor. Back in preparation for the Indy 500. Yeah, kind of. In and your then, Canadian tux- tuxedo. So I showed up that Saturday. They had a they had a Jimmy Johnson meet and greet thing. And I wore the jacket to that. I didn't wear it that Thursday because I didn't have it done. So I wore it that Saturday because it was just a, just a one-on-one thing. Yeah. And um, I had met him a couple years prior. I don't know if I've ever told you this story, but I met him down at Kentucky. And my grandfather, who got me into racing and made me a Jimmy Johnson fan and passed away two years before that. So I was able to tell him my story then. And he made a video for my late grandma. Um, she was in the nursing home at that point, basically saying hello to her. So, um, that's kind of where that connection was started. I had met him a month after and was going to meet him, um, again in 2020 down at uh, Miami, but obviously COVID happened. So, um, I had to wait until 21 and see him out at IMS. And then this year, him actually running the 500 allowed me to see him multiple times. Yeah, that went well done. So, um, so I saw him that Saturday and all of the employees there had had these jackets, the actual Carvana ones because yeah. they had had them made. So, um, they ended up taking a group picture and I was talking to Jimmy's PR and I was like, should I run over there in the picture? Just get in it. Should I, should I go run over to the picture? And so I, uh, I ran over into the picture, had it on the back. And, uh, so I was, I was a part of the picture with that. That is spectacular. And now you're, now you're a petty GMS guy. You're done with IndyCar. And I'm Brent Lashley. Here's right. the thing. Well, now you're, you're, you're on Blaster. Is it Blaster Motorsports? Blaster Motorsports. B Blaster. B Blaster Motorsports is the. Got catch because we blast our way through the field. All right. So here's oh, the thing. Contact, I don't really like the other petty GMS drivers. I I'm mean, gonna have Jones? to find a way to. Yeah, I love Eric Jones. Don't uh, I got to find like a that. way to, but don't this Matt Jones's boy? Is that one of those Matt Jones, Chris Jones? What is it? Ed Jones. Ed Jones. Oh. Different guy. He's turned to buy. Oh, I gotta give a shout out to Jesse Vaughn, by the way, in the chat. That's my Daytona spotter. All right, dude was awesome last year. He, I think he's one reason we got that 13th place finish. Didn't have him at Talladega. Wrecked hellaciously at Talladega. So I think he, he, he's the key to 
success and failure. Do you get two spotters at Daytona? No. You only get one? Yeah. At Indy, you get two. That's well, a he, he big was a, track. He was Roman well, Rojan spotter, two in the 500. So this, this dude knows what he's doing. To be fair, you can see across at Daytona. Indianapolis, you got a freaking golf course and I, a pagoda. And- I, so I was at the 2007, and I know we need to start wrapping up here. I was at the 2007 Daytona 500. I'm an Indiana boy. Colts just won the Super Bowl. I'm wearing my Colts hoodie mm-hmm. and shorts because I'm an Indiana guy. Very proud of the Colts winning the Super Bowl. Never doing I, that again. I stood at the top of Keach, which is the last grandstand heading into turn one. Sec, top or second row. Wind whipped unbelievably. It's a night race. Turns into a night race. And this is this is where your car is running and starts on the pole. I've never been so cold in my life. It was 37 degrees in Florida with the wind whipping. And I'm standing out there in shorts watching watching that race. Great did finish. It, Kevin. It, did it rain that whole day? That no, was... but Kevin Harvick won. It was kind of crap. It was just crappy all day. You can ignore Kev, the Kevin, Kevin Harvick beat uh, Mark Martin by, by just that much. That's the first race I remember watching. Yeah. That's the king of Warzone. When we're talking about Warzone earlier, Bobby, the GOAT, uh, that, that's that Bobby there. That uh, he's stuff. in the chat. Yeah, he's going hard. <laughs> he really wants to know about a TV station. <laughs> really, he really does. He's he does. Chat for time. like two hours. I do apologize. I've had my chat off this entire time. I just now saw we had like 80 comments. So, Are we missing some things? Uh, no, not at all. We're fine. Zach, Zach's, mo- Zach's in charge of moderating. So if there's anything we no, need to catch. No, no, uh, yeah. He told me to ignore him, so I'll ignore him. Although, your spotter said that he hopes that, I think that Gavin knows what he's getting into, uh, wear comfy shoes. Yo, we've been to IMS. You go to IMS and you wear comfy shoes. I've spent, I I don't know how many days I was out at IMS this year. I I skipped school, I think, four, maybe five days during the month of May. I'm glad I didn't know you back then. I'm like a fifteen to 20,000 step a day person when I'm at IMS. Yeah. Yeah, I didn't meet. I didn't actually know Gavin until like June when he reached out to me because we ran out. When he said, when he when he sued you for damages to his yeah. race car. Well, well, basically, we ran an IRS together and he sent me a message afterwards. Was hey man, I designed a car that flew over you. Do you have a minute to talk about it? And we've been. <laughs> I would like your friends. apology now. Yeah. Also, shout another shout out. Sorry to shout out here, but uh, people at NSP donated like a ton of money for our Drive for Humanity campaign at NSP at NSP. That's a Facebook group called a. Uh, NASCAR, you can figure out what the S stands for, posting. Um, they're a great group of guys with a terrible sense of humor. I don't recommend checking it out. So <laughs> it, it, while we're talking about Facebook groups, I I met Gavin, or no, I'm not Gavin, through the Day. I met Brayton through the Libertarian Party NASCAR caucus. So mm-hmm. we're on the Wall Network, which is the We Are Libertarians Network, which is a bunch of libertarians that have turned against the Libertarian Party at this point because it's got run off the rails. Long story, we call it the Wall Network, but... I got added to the, you know, we have the, there's the wall racing mm-hmm. fans group on Facebook. We have all these different groups of people, uh, you but I got what the libertarians love segmentation. Oh yes. Yes. We, Just little mini caucuses and type of bigger. They, they do best yeah. in a room of one yeah. because when, when two or more are gathered, we have a problem. They're constantly working towards the one. <laughs> so, so I, I get added into this group and I'm like, okay, there's uh some guy is running for office whose father was a, was a NASCAR driver in the eighties. Who's a very entertaining. There's this fellow named Reed Scott who put the group together. I have no idea how he found me or how I wound up in there, but I've been in there. Andrew Bowman is in there. Who's a patron of this show. Uh, so I'm like, I don't know who the hell Brayton is, but he's from Indiana. I'm in here and he's in this group and he's promoting himself. And I said, this, this makes sense. We'll, we'll do it. Uh, so you're not a libertarian. Well, kind of really political. 
I try not to be too political. Right. I mean, you're obviously um, you're trying to you're, you're trying to earn sponsorships yes. and choosing a party. Like that I got my views. Ten percent um, of the vote is not exactly yeah. where you want to go. Well, see, I voted for Donald Rainwater when he ran for governor. Yes, Donald Rainwater has be, been through here many times. Has, that's actually cool. Yes. Um, so that was probably one of the few political races I actually kind of watched and yeah. hoped for. The, see, I'm, I've always been an underdog in my racing career, so I kind of was rooting for the underdog in that one. Um, we hosted the uh, the Libertarian Party gubernatorial debate here between Don Rainwater and uh, Bruce, uh, That's Bruce Levin. Cool. Uh, Bill Levin. We actually had like a it was like a forty eight by like sixty four sticker of Don Rainwater for governor on a figure eight card. There you go. So it was. Uh, All yeah. right. So you do have you do have your libertarian chops. Mm-hmm. So you you belong in the Facebook group that you got yourself into. Yes. Uh, Gavin comes from the the homeland. We have more elected libertarians in Wayne County than anywhere else in the state. Uh, no, this is not trying to be overly political, just, just relating. So that's, that's how I accidentally met you. Uh, and here we are, here we are going to, uh, going to Daytona. All right. Let's work ourselves into, uh, into final thoughts. Zach, do you have, do you want to try to explain this to Dakota next week is what we did to a show? Oh no. He'll, no. I, can, I, I should come back next week. Like what's up Dakota? Just walk oh, in Oh my here. gosh. He has no idea. He's like stick and ball race car. I don't know. He's like, <laughs> And he can, and he'll talk you into the ground about anything that he's interested in, and those things are not racing and they're like not sports. What? Is he like piano? I can no, piano I mean, he's, although I, I had somebody from work ask me, and so I did check, and all of Dakota's chickens survived the weekend because they were very concerned about Dakota's chickens. Um, but they all survived. I asked him about it specifically. Um, but no, I don't have anything else. Just I'm glad it's not uh, my. The computer here says it's 53. When I booted it up, it still said 20 or whatever from last week. So I'm glad that it's not going to be, my car is not going to be frozen closed tomorrow. Conditions have improved greatly. Yeah. So everybody have a safe holiday and get an Uber or have a friend to ready to drive you if you're going to drink. Because you're going to have to eat after this, Kevin? I don't want to get wrecked by anybody. I'm going to have you pick me up about 1230 from the Oaks Club. I'll be running a 5K at that point. (laughs) (laughs) Catch me a little later and I could do it. A lot of help you are. You're not going to pick anybody up. All right. Brayton. What's up? Oh, yes. Promote yourself. You? How do they watch the race? Hi, I'm Brayton. That's a professional race car driver. Um, <laughs> he introduces himself a lot. that just all the time. Actually, it's Brayton. That's your niche micro-internet celebrity. Yeah. Um, Is that how you introduce yourself to girls? I don't talk to girls. So. I'm telling you. <laughs> That, you know what? Fire tell you suit. What, tell you what, the longer you wait to do that, the longer you'll be able to afford racing. So you're telling me you're telling me he needs to wear a fire suit anytime we go out to eat? Going out to Denny's next week and wear a fire suit. Uh, you can find me on BraytonLaster.com. Facebook page is BraytonLaster Motorsports. Not, not Blaster Motorsports, but BraytonLaster Motorsports, a.k.a. Blaster Motorsports. I have a TikTok. That's where I post funny, goofy y'all videos. Um, just hit 20,000 followers. Um, on the TikTok. On the TikTokers, yes. Uh, that's <clears throat> Excuse me at Brayton Laster. Then I have a Twitter, which is Brayton Laster, or at the One Pizza Man. I have an Instagram at the One Only the Pizza Man. That's a eighth grade Instagram handle. I don't know how to change it. Um, Do you have the blue check mark for that yet? No, man. I, I, I don't have any blue check marks. I'm, I'm about to pay eight bucks on Twitter to get one. Uh, and then you can watch us live at Daytona International <coughs> Speedway, February 18th. I want to say at 1 p.m. Eastern. Something give like or that. take. Some it'll be there. It's gonna on, be before the Xfinity race on FS1. Make sure to be one of the 800,000 people tuning in to watch me win or end up win. in Lake Lloyd. Win. No, there is no or. It's yeah. just win. And I'm going to jump in Lake Lloyd ever win. All right. Now, Quote, someone clip this. I'm jumping in Lake Lloyd ever win. When you win. Yes. When you win. Yes. All right. Here's Now, if you look around the room, there's a lot of lot of really cool merchandise and everything's got a story and most things on the wall are from guests. Okay. 
So I'm going to need something off the race car when okay. when this is well, over. Listen, we're hoping to not little, have anything off of the race car. I, I mean, it can be sheet metal from the winning car. That's fine. We got to keep that for Talladega. Or uh, it could be at the end of the year. It could, I don't care what I don't want care I don't care what part of the Mustang it is. I don't care if it's a little hole punch piece out of it. Uh, uh, just a little something well, off the race car. That's we'll all. figure something out. All right, that's all we need. Because it's uh, it'll be some nice. What what's gone wrong? He's Christy he's a- been silenced. Brayton Christy Avery's talking crap in the chat. I think. Are you trying to be her next ex husband? Uh, how old is she? How she's old enough to know better. Oh no! <laughs> <laughs> I, I will tell you, Christy is a major supporter of this show, and I would right. never reveal her age. <laughs> All right, <laughs> but she she's got. No, I shouldn't say that. Never mind. We're good. She's she, a she's lovely. She is lovely. You yes. would be you would be lovely. You would be you'd be doing. Hi, Christy well. Brayton. NASCAR professional race car driver. <laughs> I wear a fire suit too and everything. I got I got a NASCAR license. You want to see it, Gavin? How's your I, riz? A, how's your riz game? <laughs> Do you actually get uh, like a license? Do you have like? Want to see it? Yes. Yeah. Yes. Let's. I want. Yeah. See. We're gonna need a picture of that. Yes. That's, that's one of He's lost like, his license. Have you ever gotten pulled over? How much my wallet? Have you ever I've pulled over? Um, <laughs> we, 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 it's in the car. I'm hoping. Um, Send us a picture in the chat because I was I was curious. Is do you actually get like an actual? You do to get like a hard card. Yeah. Have you ever gotten pulled over in a street car and handed them your racing license? I really, no, I haven't been pulled over since. Christy says that you look a lot like her ex. Uh. Gavin, tell me how did they follow you? The, the runnings racing organization, the iRacing. What 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 do you want to promote? Uh, so follow I kinda, you at Lincoln at Lincoln Track and Field for the spring sports season. Yeah, I, I mean you can if you want. I don't, I don't know how much will be on there, but um, she'll be playing hooky in Daytona. Yeah, yeah. I know. Um, my coaches are gonna love that. Um, at Runnings Racing on Twitter, I also have um, the design account too. I, I don't really post a ton on there just Talk because I got you. more of a following on the main. So um, I, I got that. I got uh, LinkedIn. Link, I listen. LinkedIn. I've got. He's, he's my dad. trying to be the promotional. Uh, the the he wants a career in this. Are you going to say to AOL Instant Messenger? I've got more business from LinkedIn. Yeah. Oh, I'm. I'm I it's believe insane. you. It's, I believe it's you. awesome. I'm people, not sure it's going to come from this audience. People, but yes, the people who write checks have LinkedIn. Yes. Yeah. I get um, it. I have my portfolio. It's a uh, G A Newton at or dot myportfolio dot com. I have all my stuff on there. I always post it. It's very impressive. Are you how many how many liveries are you designing for Daytona this year? So are you in negotiations with more than one? I have overall, overall. So for Daytona, I know I have at least one. Um, for the year right now, I have three lined up that have already been announced. One for Zachary Tinkle. Um, Alex Go. Club's car for the year, and then um, Ryan Roulette in the West Series. Um, right now, I'm working with a team to do their full set for the West Series. Um, I got I got a couple other smaller, more local cars that I'm working on right now too. That's spectacular. So, and then killing it. I'm always huh? They're killing it. I know, and I'm always working on trying to get some more. How quickly are they going to make you move to North Carolina on us? Um. <laughs> You could do that. Probably job, not right? very. I, I gotta have money to move out there. Well, see, that's the thing about graphical design. You can do it from a comfort. Oh yeah, I do home. it remotely. All right. Okay. I well, I do have one question for Gavin, real quick. So, as a kid, favorite livery. Like, if you pointed to a livery as like that's what's the best livery you've ever seen that you didn't design? Which which can I guess livery? this? Yeah. Well, no. Doesn't Gavin. matter any series, any any. 
I guess this time for him. You can go ahead. I'm gonna say the Jimmy Johnson Bristol Knight one, twenty nineteen or twenty, whenever he retired. Absolutely not. Oh man. Um, so my the seven time. Yeah, good old seven. The time. seven time car. My favorite car growing up was one that I had a die cast of, and it, it's a it's a one race car. It was a 2007 Jimmy Johnson Foundation Fontana car, and it was white in the front. It was basically the same base as that whole year, but it was white in the front, had the light blue on it. And I don't know what it was about that car. I just I just liked it. And I didn't get into really paying attention to design and stuff until, uh, I guess, three years ago. I've become like your so, biggest client in like four months. Yeah, it's <laughs> Like the amount of stuff I have Gavin draw up is like stupid. But I didn't get into graphic design until about three years ago. Is it Adobe? Uh, I didn't start off on Adobe. I started off on a school-issued Chromebook. <laughs> I'm not even joking. We went home during COVID, and I downloaded a free program on there, and I started making iRacing cars. That's awesome. And just grew from there. So for me, I, Zach, you, you've got your Jimmy Johnson favorite. Zach, do you have a favorite? Oh, man. I know, um, ironically, if people pay attention to the show and know that I don't drink at all, Coors Light Silver Bullet liveries always looked oh amazing. God. Buddy Lazier, Scott Dixon, or are we talking even, Sterling Marlin? Even Sterling Marlin, yeah. like all of them, they all look great. And even like I just like I like Chrome and Silver cars, so the McLaren Vodafone liveries were great. And the Dragon Brayton has no idea. Yeah. The uh, Sebastian Bourdais Dragon, <laughs> the Dragon racing, car from twenty eleven, car from incredible, amazing. Like I yep. just a car that blinds you. Just I love them. So yeah. So I was always a black and red, black and yellow cars. So. Like the old school Pennzoil Rick Mears and when Elio does the throwback or the the, the black and yellow, incredible. <clears throat> and then when they paint the helmet to match where it says Elio or any whatever name is on it, the, the black, yellow, and red is, is as sharp as it gets. I can but tell it, you what my favorite Indy car is. It's any of the 7-Eleven cars. And the Tony Kanon cars. I love green. Yeah. Green's my favorite color. So. 7-Eleven sponsored an Indy car? Yeah. yeah. They still Mike, do have an they, associate. They sponsored Michael Andretti in 2003. Yeah, they won the Indy 500 in 2002 with Paul Tracy. Yeah. <laughs> That's a guy that can't drive an insurance, <laughs> right? Uh, debatable. Um, well... That's that's a story for another. And, time. and then Tony Kanon, uh, Tony Kanon was famous in that in that car as well. Uh, if if you're talking stock car, since we've got Mister NASCAR himself over here, uh, the old Davy Allison, Ernie Irvin, 28 car, Ricky Rudd drove it as well. You're driving the you're driving the Durant. Is that the Havilland yeah, car? The Texaco Havilland yeah. car. Yeah, the Texaco Havilland yeah. car. Which well, which one is it? The black one. The black or the, black or the one. The, black with the gold one. on the it. black and red. Not that the, the gold ones earlier. That was like nineteen eighty nine, nine. Because that one's or nice so. too. That was awesome. But yeah, the the RYR, the car Davy won in, the car Ernie Irvin ran in, and that the black and that's as good that as one it gets for a while. It, yeah, it had a pretty legendary. They're still using. Time. They're kind of still using that livery because if you see other people run it, even Montoya Tony, ran a version. Tony Canon is kind of still running that livery in, down in, in Brazil. Brazilian stock cars. It's yeah. essentially I, it a, must be their branding guidelines. Yeah, it's a black car with the logo on the front. So yeah, yeah. Um, it it kind of went away. The Texaco, it, it became more of a Haviland car later for Ricky, uh, but it was it was as good as they looked. And then he's just like Rusty Wallace's Miller Genuine Draft car at the same time. That that black too this is great. All right, anything else for me? We're in final thoughts. So we got your final thoughts. Anything else? You you promoted it all. We got you covered. Yeah, for the most part. All right. Uh, very excited that we got you guys here today. I enjoyed it. Dakota, I appreciate it. Dakota's probably still watching at home going, what the hell? 
congratulations to all the new uh, our new friends that are our friends who got elected to office and took the oath this week. Uh, and congratulations to those that have retired. Uh, Rick McCorkle, sheriff after eight years. Uh, these are all friends of the show. People have been on. Uh, Chad Malicote, Peg Steffendel, and Ed Tarantino. They have all completed their terms, and they are uh, they're free to go. And now the next next generation of leadership has to pick Wind, it up. The winds of change. The winds of change. All right. Thank you, guys. We'll have this yeah. posted. I will be back next Thursday. This is the last show of 2022. Honored to be here. Yeah. And then after our one day Tony, we'll come back on. And you come back out here, here and well. we'll, uh, I, what, what, how, you celebrate by swimming in Lake Lloyd? I guess, yeah. Right. We're doing. It. I can't drink, so. <laughs> All right. Well, there we go. Let's go.